The What's It All About show with your host, Al Roberts. Let's get ready to rumble. How's everyone doing? Welcome to episode ten of What's It All About MMA Show with Al Roberts. Um, before we get started, so we give our, our little sponsor a mention. Um, Timmy's Bar and Kitchen. Vegan restaurant, bar and takeaway in the Carlisle City area of the UK. Uh, open Wednesdays through till Sunday. Um, if you're a JMA radio listener, there is going to be a code release soon in which you will be able to get discount on your food, beverages and takeaways there. So keep an ear out for that. Go find them on Facebook. It's great food. Whether you're vegan or not, go out there, try it. You'll love it. I guarantee it. Now we've got that done. I'd like to welcome my guest this week. Mr. Ash Golden, Sausage, Crusher of Fools, Man of the People, BB, BJJ Enthusiast. How are you doing, mate? You all right? Thanks, yeah. Thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure, mate. It's not a problem. Um, I believe today, sort of the topics we're going to touch upon, uh, we're going to talk about retirement. Basically, the way I would phrase it is, when is enough enough? Yeah, that's exactly. That's the way of phrasing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Obviously, we're going to ask you a few questions in a bit, just to get sort of an idea of what sort of fan you are, uh, who are your favourites, who's the GOAT, what fights really got you into it. Um, and I can imagine we're going to cover many more topics today, but that, like, we're probably going to branch out. Yeah. Uh, bear with us. We're both chatty Cathy's, so it could go in any which way today's show. But yeah, everyone out there listening today, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, last couple of weeks as well. We're on episode 10 now. It's it's mad. Like it's it's. I'm firing the episodes out, and I love it. I honestly do. Thank you, every everyone out there who's listened to it. Sent me messages. Uh, like the Facebook page. Um, I keep telling people I'm on Instagram. I don't fucking use it, but I will. I promise you, I will have some form of content or something on there for you to have a look at. Uh, maybe some little bits of news and stuff like that, or even just fight information and news. Rumour is you're going to be on TikTok soon doing some dances as well. Yeah, 100%. Whatever whatever gets me that Joe Rogan money. But yeah, rumour. It's rumour, has it? Might have made it up. But yeah, uh, let's get into it. I actually trained with Ash at Raji Rollers in Carlisle. Um, I'll put a little pop in there. If you want to learn Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, wrestling and grappling, um, look into them. They're on Facebook. Kit and Dan Wilson, two of the nicest guys you'll ever meet, and absolute whirlwinds at jiu-jitsu and wrestling. Yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, go check them out. But yeah, me and me and Ash are both training partners there. Um, yeah, met through that. Got him on the show today. He's he's almost like um, a philosophical MMA fan. <laughs> I'd, I'd describe it as. Yeah. Very fact driven. I love well, it. I like I like that. I like that. Um. Very opinionated. <laughs> but, that's what uh, we want. That's what we yeah. want, mate. I'm happy with that. Loves that. Love a good graph. 
So yeah, <laughs> nice bar chart. Nothing gets me harder than <laughs> So, anyways, uh, let's find out what sort of fan you are. Okay. I'm curious. I'm curious myself. We've had a few clashes with opinions, and yeah, yeah, yeah. we have a few clash favorite fighters, so to speak. Yeah. So, who you, who is your favorite fighter or favorite fighters, so to speak? Okay, I was thinking on this in the car on the way down here, and I knew you were going to ask, and I decided I'm going to break it down into pieces and we'll put it together like a doll because I can't give one fighter. Fair so yeah, we're gonna enough. we're gonna start with face. Oh are you doing the whole like we're gonna, part we're by gonna part what you like about each fighter. Yeah, yeah. And we're Jesus. gonna start with the face. My favourite face of a fighter is Tito Ortiz. Purely because powerful I, choice like No it's not, it's the opposite. I think to be a fighter, you've got to have a face that someone wants to punch really hard. <laughs> and Tito Ortiz are those kind of like angled down, eyebrows, that fairly... Would you keep dumb... the hair? No, no, no. We're going to get the hair in a sec. He's got the face that wants to be punched. It's slightly kind of that confused look with angry look. You're not quite sure what he's thinking. He's probably not sure what he's thinking. Tito Ortiz face. Do you not think that he's got the most unintimidating mean face in MMA as well? Like, he gives that mean stare and you just think, really not that bothered. He has, this, <laughs> he has this look, like, you know, like when a dog farts and then looks around as to say who just farted? He has that look on his face constantly. It's like he's just farted, yet he's not sure who actually Strangely farted. enough, in our little, we've got a little MMA chat, like mm-hmm. I was talking about earlier with a few lads from work and that. And Tito Ortiz is like our go-to meme in there. Like, <laughs> honestly, like, shout out to the boys in the MMA chat that we have but like honestly Tito is the meme yeah. the amount of like low light videos of Tito Ortiz that get shared in there memes of him is yeah. uh, like the worst he's collaborate um, there's like the compilation of uh, his commentary and it's ridiculous the guy has something else he, like. he got a clue he, he really doesn't know what he's saying and that's what makes him so good yeah. he, he is he's kind of He's not one of the, the greatest of all times or anything like that. He's certainly accomplished a lot. He was great in his era. That's what I'd describe yeah, him as. Yeah, yeah. He, he definitely deserves to be... Mentioned. In, mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. He's yeah. Done, done good things for the sport as well. And uh, he's, he's a name that people should know. Yeah, I agree with that. I hair, agree. we're going to go... I wasn't going to do hair, and then I, I couldn't, could not mention Sean O'Malley's recent... I knew that. I, I, I thought it was going to be yeah, one yeah. or two there. Like who do you think it was going to be? Dan Brian, Brian Ortega. Brian no. Ortega has a beautiful head of hair. Whether it's whether it's down or braided, it is a beautiful head of hair. It was speaking. It was, it was, trust it me, Dan speaking Hardy from a more. bald man's perspective, like <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah, it was either with Dan Hardy and his mohawk. That's mohawk, pretty. Yeah, that's pretty epic. Pretty yeah, dumb, red, epic, yeah, yeah. red mohawk. But then, like, I think um, Sean O'Malley just come to the next level with this, like. Posh version of six nines, yeah, <laughs> multicolored dreads, white know, suburban six nine, basically white, yeah. white suburban Takeshi six nine, yeah, man, I've got that. What's that school near Penrith called? The posh one. Oh, good Quags. Like Quags. Six, yeah, six nine, six nine. Takeshi six nine from Quags. <laughs> I like that. Um, I do like his that. Girlfriend did it for him. His hair. He's a, he's a he has her own hair salon. Oh, yeah. The, I'm not gonna lie, like the whole. The whole rainbow braids thing, Amazing. it's fucking sick look. Like, I don't, that guy in general is an, a walking fucking brand. He's he's done amazing with what he's yeah. done in the short yeah. time as well. It's very short time he's been about. 
he's worked the game perfect. I, I hope his his rise continues. I hope he like. I hope he chips away. I don't want to see him go down the route. No, no, as soon as you look decent, you're getting thrown to the walls. Like, Well, I'll I'll reserve my judgment on how great he's going to be. But I I do wish him he is that because he's he's, he's got that. He's got star factor. He's got star factor. He looks good. He's He's already already on his way. There's no two ways about it. 100%. Totally agree with you there. Totally agree. Now, let's move to. I was going to just go with like. Striking, striking but you're going to go right have, hand, left I have, hand. I have to go right hand, left hand, and there's there's only two options here. We'll start with the right hand, so you don't get triggered by his name too early in this. Oh, go on. We're going to go with Fedor's right hand. Ooh. Purely because it was his multi-tool. It's interesting, that. He would stand, he would bang, and he'd knock people out. I think that's quite a unique pick. Uh, I think it probably is a unique let's pick. Let's be honest, there's, there's that many... Heavy-handed right-hand yes. fighters, yes. like you know what I mean. Like he's yeah. that's an interesting. Yeah, pick, you, can, you can you can pick like you know I don't know a Mark Hunt, you know knock off walk off with yeah walk off knock off yeah. with, with, yeah. with right hands and stuff. But yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Fedor. I think more utilized perhaps. Yeah, I don't have to add too much, you know, back into that statement because Fedor. Did you watch? Did, I'm sorry to go off. Yeah, did yeah. you watch a lot of the Pride? Pride FC. Not really, no. I'm not much different. Highlights and stuff like that, but I've never kind of like looked through the back catalog. I really only got into, I've been wanting to do a Pride special for like weeks. And I've just, honestly, there's been, obviously there's been UFCs every weekend. And I just, I want to dedicate a proper hour to talking about Pride for the newer fans who maybe weren't around Mm. for that era. Um, I got into Pride at a later date. I knew about it, but I was very UFC heavy. So I didn't really pay that much attention until it merged with the UFC. Mm. And then, a bit like yourself, I went back and watched a lot of... Yeah. Obviously, a lot of the guys came into the UFC. Like You had yeah. big names like Vandalay came over, you know, Nick Guerra. Um, oh, I'll take your pick, really. There's loads of them came over. Uh, Shogun, for example. Shogun Rua. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it, I never took. I never appreciated it, it, it at its time. Mm. But looking back on it now, it was incredible Like yeah. when you actually watch it back. A bit dodgy. Yeah. A little bit dodgy, but an amazing, amazing fight yeah. organisation. You started a wet dream. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Firing off again, but you ever seen uh, his Ensign Enyao, where he um, presented his contract that he had in Pride? No, no. Within you, kind the of, co- you kind of before when I started right, really yeah, yeah. paying a lot of interest. Basically, Ensign Enyao, in his contract, said, you will be tested for uh, MDMA, cannabis, yeah. cocaine, etc., all the party drugs. Uh-huh. It said in his contract, you will not be tested for steroids. Full <laughs> <Right>. stop. <laughs> right. Full stop. Like, they would not test you for steroids. Okay. Take what you want. Enjoy yourself. Just, Pink you know, just look, just look <laughs> like a, look like a Marvel Pink superhero one. and soccer kick people in the face. You right. were grand. Yeah. But, Madness, but yeah, man. Fedor, I, I do, Fedor's yeah, a strange yeah, one, yeah. solid right hand and knock people out with it. Yeah, he clattered people. I don't think, you know, you don't need too much more. If you can knock someone out with the right hand. I always think of his um when, when you're talking about his right hand clobber and something, I always think of that Brett Rogers knockout with strike force. Uh, big black guy with a mohawk. Um and Fedor just absolutely clanged him. It's the same with uh when he knocked out Ovlosky. Where Andre okay. Ovlosky went okay. for that flying knee and he yeah, just yeah. threw yeah. a fucking haymaker exactly. and took exactly. him out. Like you, so we're in agreement there. Fedor's yeah. not the greatest right hand of all. I wouldn't time. say greatest right hand. Okay. I wouldn't say greatest right hand, but I'd say like it's that. a good pick. 
It's a good pick. I'm not denying the, the level okay. of Okay, well, pick. because this becomes the greatest, the greatest left hand of all time, it has to be Conor McGregor. Nobody has done as much damage to a division, to champions. This is just your ma- pitch for ma- Conor McGregor. You've wormed it in there. You've wormed it in. As much damage to, to champions, to divisions, has made as much money, fame, um, infamy, if you like, than Conor McGregor hand. Infamy has, is a perfect word yeah, for it. Has, yeah, as Conor McGregor has with his left hand. Sure, he's got other skills, but when you knock out Jose Aldo in 13 seconds with a one shot kill, yeah, yeah. With a one shot kill. Yeah, and, unbelievable. And on top of that, it was a counterpunch as well. You know, he's yeah. not, he, I mean, the, Jose's coming forward, so you're kind of getting that extra force. It was of, sort of like a step off, of, yeah, step off was. hook, wasn't it? Down with hook, yeah. And, um, you know, so it's, it's not like he's just caught with a massive left, he's caught with a very precise hard left. As much as I'd love to sit here and go, well, he got lucky, that is the most. It's one of one of the, if not the most, picture perfect, yeah, counter punches ever seen. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's, it's but an, then look it, at the Eddie Alvarez when Eddie we knocked out Eddie Alvarez. Picked him apart. Was it was it two lefts and two rights as well? It's four, four, four shot, yeah. All four shot, four shot TKO, yeah. And like the first one was was the left which staggered, him, and he's punching a guy who's falling down. Yeah, it in, in, in split seconds. I mean, you can't argue with. It's this is it. Like there's no there's no secret. I don't like Conor McGregor. There's no secret. I don't think anyone's ever realised that. Right. I know it's it's crazy. I mean, you know what I mean. I know I know I don't I don't I don't like to tell people. I don't like to tell people how much I dislike him. But I'll never deny everything you've just said. There is bang on. Like it really is. You can't deny it. I I honestly, if if I can pinpoint the moment where I started not liking him, that was when he knocked out Aldo. Yeah. I honestly was massive Josie Aldo fan. I said for. Building up to that fight, I went. I told everyone, I was like, McGregor's getting fucked. And I could not have been further from the truth if I'd tried. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I don't top of that. The, I don't top of that. The escalades outside of the cage, yeah. I don't enjoy them. Yeah. I don't. I think the guy's been. The third reason I don't like him, I think he's a massive underachiever. Yeah. You know, let this sink in. No, like, he is. He's he achieved is. all that. He's a bit like John Jones. I think the same about John Jones. I think John Jones could have mm. gone been even greater. I think McGregor could have been greater than that. But I do think this, it, this is going to tie into when we start talking about retirement, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and those things. But what I'd say on that is, could Conor McGregor have achieved more within the UFC and within mixed martial arts? And what we're basically saying is, did he have the potential to uh, defend titles? And the answer would be yes. Yeah, hundred percent. He, yeah. he did. Does he have the potential to? Um, Still do that. Yes, he might struggle with a lightweight one because I don't think he'd get it back from. I don't think he. I don't think he's going near forty-five ever again. No, too big. No, but I think had he stayed there, he would have. He would have defended it multiple times. I think he would have struggled personally at the time. Like I, I honestly, I think you like. You think Aldo beats him in a rematch because that would have been at the the time. Yes, at the time. Now, Mm. no, I wouldn't have said so. Due to the fact of obviously Aldo's went down, McGregor's. You know, potentially Do you think 55 Eddie Alvarez beats McGregor in a rematch? I think at the time it would have been a good rematch, but I think Eddie's style is pretty much designed to get beat by Connor, if that makes sense. Yeah. Wild, brawling striker, good wrestler, but that wild, like, I'll be honest, I, 
Eddie Alvarez is a, is quite the overachiever in UFC when you look at him getting the title for that style of fighter he was. I think he knew that, which is why yeah, he moved 100%. over to it's, it's, after he lost. He moved honestly, won it, won a championship, yeah. Um, well, he's done all right. Hey, well. he's like one on one. one, one. one yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a massive fan of Alvarez for that style. He was gritty, mm. brawler, who threw bombs, took damage like there was no tomorrow and carried on coming forward. But you can't play that game with someone with the accuracy and power of Conor McGregor. You just can't. It's just no. He, no. watching that fight. Just watching it's the a way. Phenomenal fight to watch back oh, and see yeah. how, how styles match up. Yeah, hundred percent. Really, really. People talk about who's got the best boxing in 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 MMA. I think we've even had this discussion. Yeah, we have, It's yeah, been yeah. discussed within the, in our rounds. Yeah. And, and and people don't mention Conor, and I feel like he get he gets kind of dismissed for that and yet Conor McGregor's boxing is is world class yeah regardless of what people is. want to say about his achievements in the in, in UFC with his boxing when he went and fought Floyd Mayweather this was not a a, a, a party piece this it wasn't was an exhibition, like exhibition match fight. no not at all and no no it's really easy to say oh Floyd Floyd's past it hey, I'll Floyd I'll... didn't try etc Floyd tried everything we I'll, heard I'll say Floyd it now won. McGregor won he those first that. couple of rounds man there's no denying it it's like saying if, if Conor McGregor's boxing isn't world class how many other people in the UFC who you're putting above Conor with better boxing would be able to go and hang with the greatest of all time Floyd Mayweather in boxing I don't how think, many would I don't get think many. many rounds how many would even take a round off him how many fighters have taken a round off Khabib Gleason Tebow, off the top of my head, that's the only person that comes to yeah. mind when I think about it. So, people want to dismiss Conor think, for his boxing. Think, people want to di- di- dismiss Conor for his his um, his wrestling, let's call it takedown defence, wrestling defence, whatever. He looked damn good against Khabib well, that, in that, that first that round, first mate. Round, he looked good in that first round. Even in the second round, if he Conor just... kept Khabib off him for an awful long time. Now, there has been a video released quite recently which shows, I think it was just a few days ago, Shows Connor with his toes in the fence. Oh, yeah. On to there was a, there was a handful of like dirty that. little things, yeah. But I think it's fair to say that just... Um, it's dodgy ground because we're <laughs> saying everyone <laughs> does this now and then we come no, on to the drugs. Yeah, yeah. But I know what you mean. It's really easy to look at any fight and put a highlight reel together of things the fighter has done. That's dirty. That's a little bit dirty. Yeah. You know, um... I'm not being funny, but foot stomps are legal, but it's a fair dirty move. Like it is a dirty one. Hey, I I do. I've got nothing against it. I think fair enough. But it is. It has got that look of yeah, and that reputation. Of a bit I, I don't of dirty understand move. why. I mean, I, I'm not an MMA fighter, so this is why I don't understand. And there has to be a reason. But you see, when um, fighters are grounded and they're in they're in full guard or, or a similar kind of position to that, and they've got all these ribs exposed. And they're, they're trying to punch the head and elbow the head. Yeah, and they and don't thinking, just go body. You could, you could elbow ribs, yeah. and I mean, maybe it's because the fighters at this level are going to put up with a few broken ribs and stuff like that. But it's going to bring their hands down because ribs hurt. It used I've to be the old um, back in the day when um, you see a lot of wrestlers do it, where they gauge someone's guard, mm. and the old technique was body body head. On the ground, that and people yeah. used that religiously back in the day when it was lowest. It was a lower skill lower level skill back skill, then, hundred yeah. percent. But it fucking worked. You know yeah. what I mean? I do agree with you. There's not enough body shots on the ground. Yeah. Um, 
can't see we're fired off now. <laughs> yeah. we, we've, we've got Connor's left. Let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's move on to legs as a whole because I'm, I'm not detailed enough. And I'm, I'm going to put it there. He's going to go with kicks. Kicks, yeah. Yeah, sorry, just yeah. kicks. Yeah, um, that's a fair show. I'm going to go with Holly Holm. So I think she's. Like, I think I really, really like her as a fighter. She's probably not the best. You know, you might want to look at the likes of uh, Wonderboy Thompson or Anderson Silva, John Jones for his oblique kick, whatever. I don't care. It's irrelevant because none of them have knocked out Ronda Rousey with a leg kick. It was a fucking beautiful That's head all you kick. Need to do beautiful me. head kick one. That's literally all you have to do is knock out a dominant champion with a head kick, and I'm I'm giving you the legs. That's it. The kick. You know, it's a flawed argument, but that's that's what I'm. No, it, it's 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 your preference. Moments, you know make, what I mean. Moments make greatness. Hundred percent, yeah. It's pre- it's your preference. Yeah. that's what I love about it. Like Holly Holm's cool. Like and I, she dances. See, I I hyped Holly Holm for years. Yeah. Like when she was in uh, was LFA, and she uh, was starching chicks in that with head kicks, and she looked amazing. Didn't I didn't know about a boxing background or a kickboxing background? I just watched her. Did on, she win that? What's that? Did she win a? What's the New York? The crown in New York they're getting boxing, isn't there? I think she's. I might be yes. That. The golden golden gloves. Golden gloves. The golden That's gloves. The, I'm pretty Actually, sure. Yeah. If she's not won the golden gloves, she's won something similar. She's at, won. At she was like well, like world champion yeah. in boxing like multiple times. Same with that. I think then she went and won some kickboxing and okay. belts off the top mate okay. as well. Off the top mate. But she looked. Like I'm not going to get every ah. statistic of fighter. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to get every fighter. No, no, I'm not a casual fan, and so that's where my, um, my opinion was. I, I actually, I actually think when Holly Holm came to UFC, I gen- this might sound a bit daft, yeah. but compared to the caliber of fighters she looked coming through, I think in those first couple of fights in UFC, like I think she fought was it Raquel Pennington. Yes. Raquel. Uh, who else did she fight? I think she had two or three fights, and she looked very lacklustered and just chipped away at each of these girls. Outdid them, beat them decisively. Yeah, she knows how to beat people. Yeah, and the first real task she had was against decapitated Rousey. Was yeah, against yeah. Rousey, and she knew. She, what and, I'm saying she, is though, like I honestly do think that she was just holding back that little bit, so she didn't show all her cards when she came to the UFC. Because if you, that's my, that's how it's I've always possible. seen it. Like I've always seen her like that because the way she looked when she fought Rousey. Was so much more aggressive and to the it point was, than the previous three. She knew she had to be. But did she just rise to the occasion? Hundred percent. I'm not yeah. convinced. I mean, if, if, if let's 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 assume she was holding back. Yeah. We then also have to assume that while she was in a fight, she was holding back, and I'm not convinced that in a fight when the other person is trying to take your head off that there's any time as a fighter who's grown up to yeah. be able to hold back. I should maybe. I think she's either going to go a hundred percent. Yeah. Or She's not going to I fight. should maybe re- let me rephrase it then. Um, I feel like she definitely held off on level the level of aggression in the fight. I should yeah. say that because it was very Do you think she was pick able- away rather yeah. than she wasn't re- I don't think she was aiming to really finish so much but beat them. Like yeah. I think I should reword that, not holding back. She was making sure she toning was toning down right her aggression. Yeah, did to, everything to right to the, the point. Yeah, Lack yeah. of risks basically. Yeah. Just did the job and did it very fucking well. Yeah, absolutely. But her arm, um, yeah, like I don't think it's a bad shout from you. Like I think that head kick of Ronda Rousey is infamous, An amazing it's famous. It's a, it's nearly as famous as Connor's uh, knockout of Josie Aldo. Yeah, I'd say so. It, 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 in in women's MMA, well, it, yeah, it probably is. It's probably only slightly eclipsed by the multiple events of, of of Ronda Rousey getting those arm bars in the in the earlier times. You know, arm bar, arm bar, arm bar. 
know, judo takedown, whatever that throws called, followed by an armbar. Yeah, that's what, she, that's what she did. That's what got her. That was her thing. Yeah, like yeah. honestly, like I've talked about this on my last show. Yeah. Well, not last one, one before when the Usher brothers were on. I was that gullible. I was gullible as fuck when Joe Rogan said, "You know what? I think Bronda Rouse could keep up with the men's division." I was the first one to go, You're "Right, Joe, I think she can as well." You know, yeah, I bought, I bought so into that. I, I was well on board with the Ronda Rousey hype train. I was hundred yeah. percent. I was, and I still have a lot of respect for her as a champion and, yeah, think, and the work she put in. Hundred percent. Phenomenal for women's. Yeah, 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 she did I wonders. As a champion, I think she is. She's a. She's a. Is she a Hall of Fame already? If she's not, she deserves. I believe she is. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure they inducted her, didn't they? I'm pretty sure they did. She deserves to be because yeah. you know she was unbeaten for so long. She was you know the first major champion. I do feel fighters do duck fights, and she did. Hundred percent. She yeah. did duck Cyborg. Oh, hundred percent. She did duck Cyborg, and I do kind of hold that against her. But that's probably the only thing I do hold against her. I think she made the right choice though. I think Cyborg would have literally ripped her fucking head off. Yeah, she would have murdered her. Yeah. It would have been a death. Yeah. Like... Quite. Cyborg is no... Even now, like, sure, she got beat by uh, Amanda Nunes. I think she's don't still... Don't Cyborg. She, I still think still Cyborg... I still think she's number two in the world in female MMA by far. Like... Possibly. Nunes, Cyborg. Yeah. And I would have loved to see them rematch. I think Cyborg, Nunes Cyborg does not get into a ring with Nunes ever again. No, never. She no got sense. she got exposed by Just Nunes. go back to Ronda Rousey. Here's yeah, the yeah. thing about Ronda Rousey, right? She does a Facebook thing. I follow her on Facebook. And she has these little gaming sessions, okay, which are quite funny. She raises a lot of money. She'll play a game on Facebook Live. Right. And she also does like judo with um with herself. She judo with um what's her husband called? Uh, Travis Brown. Travis Brown. And they do it in the garage. And it is... I'm going to sound like a, some kind of stalker. It's one of the most fun things to watch. Because she doesn't take herself seriously. And her personality is fantastic. Yeah. She is likeable. She is clearly kind-hearted. She, she's down to earth. They have this farm where they... And she's a bit of a prepper, actually. Yeah, she seems that way. She yeah. a freezer full of about 400 dead goats and stuff like this. And, a ton of rice in a silo, um, and and but you really do get a feel for them, and they live this. Sure, they're very you know the the wealthy. The yeah, they're well off. Yeah, yeah. But the very humble life. They live a really humble life, and her doing that, and I don't think so many people. You can see how many people are watching. There's only a few thousand at a time watch this. I don't sit there for the whole thing. No, no, no. I know. I, this, watch, I, watch I know you watch other things. Like. I watch five or ten minutes, you know, and then I go make my notes on the video and study <laughs> Make a graph. Yeah, yeah, make a graph. Add it to my spreadsheet. And um, she's really, really likeable. She's really likeable. And I would encourage anyone who's kind of like, you know, fuck Ronda Rousey. Uh, she ducks out all the rest of it. It's kind of like, draw that line on her fighting career and her wrestling career. Uh, and if you're still interested in the athlete, just follow her on social media for a few weeks and you'll you would, define anyone not to like her. She's I, I think she got a bad... I'll give you an example of why she got a bad rep. Like... She didn't look the best. She didn't present herself the best against Holly Holm. No, no. Right, but That's, if she if she <laughs> won, would have people gave a fuck? They would have been like, "What an animal!" Fucking told her because she looked like a bit of a tit by getting knocked out. Um, yeah, I honestly think that if she'd won that fight, she would have. Although I, think I don't Holly think she would have lost uh, lost any I support. She would, I think Holly Holm is 
she wouldn't have gained any support. She might not have lost any support. She wouldn't have gained any support. Yeah, that's Holly, true. Holly Holm yeah. is a is is regarded as a as a nice person. Yeah, she's she, very she's, she very quiet. Me. Very yeah yeah. She doesn't talk smack. She doesn't. I mean, she probably should talk a bit smack and hype things up. She might get paid a bit more. That's how it works. Yeah, it's sad. She but doesn't it's sell true, yeah. so much, but she's a nice person. Yeah, very true. Uh, we should move on from. Yeah, I, I like that though. I like your yeah. uh, body. Is there any other body parts that you wanted to um, add? I think it's an interesting way of doing it. By like, the way, no one else has came with this uh, this demographic before. It's, I like the other it. The bits are too easy. You say like, okay, so whose wrestling style do you want? Well, you, you clearly want Khabib, don't you? I mean, like, why yeah, it goes without why saying. Why wouldn't you? And if you don't want Khabib, you probably won't. <laughs> I don't want Khabib. So, I don't want Khabibs. I don't want to cheat. No, exactly. <laughs> like, it's like, all right, you know. <laughs> what about jaw? Who's got? Who, who would you have as like? Ooh. Whose jaw would you have? Like who the ability uh, to take a punch to take damage? Oh, that's, no, that's a hard one. It. But we've it's basically asking who can take the best beat in MMA, take the isn't best it? Beat in MMA. Um, I'll be honest, like there's someone who comes to mind for me. Who comes to mind for you? Maybe not so much now, but a few years ago, Diego Sanchez. Diego, he Diego made a Sanchez. fucking career out of taking a beating yes, and still winning. His aggression is like, if you were saying, who's your favourite most violent fighter? Diego Sanchez has to be there. I but fucking love the guy. Beating, like. I'm going to go with um, Rory McDonald. Mm, the Rory Lawler McDonald fight. versus um, Robbie, Lawler. Robbie Lawler. They were fighting. They were absolutely... Robbie Lawler's... Lip that would was, be stopped. Yeah, it was in that, half. That fight would have been stopped. On it's one of the most recent fights that we can look back at and go, there's a cut or an injury severe enough yeah. that was allowed then and would be stopped now. That because was a serious. If you're stopping stop. Diaz because of his of his eyebrow, you are stopping a man who is literally his face is split in two. Yeah. Oh man, Roy McDonald can take a beat. I it's fucking love that fight. Yeah, it's a great fight. That's the first fight that I watched, which I was like. Yes. Oh my god! I need to. I'd seen some GSP. Show me more, sort before, of thing. But yeah. that was like, right, I'm into this. That was the next question I was going to ask. Actually, yeah, yeah. it worked well. I think it rolled into it. That, so that, that was, was the, the one. That was that the fight was that it's one of the converted. Yeah, on replay as well. You know, it's it was the kind of fight where you looked at it and you're watching. There's there's mixed martial artists as people, and then there's fighters. Yeah, and there's fighters who do mixed martial arts. And there's mixed martial artists who do fighting, if that makes sense. No, I understand that. I would say, so like, I understand what you're saying. Wonderboy Thompson is a mixed martial artist who does fighting. I would say uh, Michael Bisping is a fighter who does mixed martial arts. Well, decent. It's a decent little comparison. And I think. And then you've got obviously the category of athletes as well, in my opinion. I think, well, yeah, yeah, athletes who have gone in, like the Cur- Curtis, Curtis Blade, who's an X- a- NHL linebacker or something. Yeah. Like, you've got the yeah. athletes who. Yeah. Have moved into MMA, NFL, so to speak. Whatever it is. Yeah, NFL, yeah, yeah. National Football um, League, isn't it? That's the one. And I think that fight between Robbie Lawler and Roy McDonald, we saw two fighters fighting. Yeah, that was a. That's what we saw. We finally got fighter versus fighter, it? and it was an absolute farm burner. That fucking was, just that scene where is at the end of the, is it the third round where they both just stop and stare at each other in the and ring, and, and get, they the have ring. to get told to go back yeah. to the corners. It, it's would one you of want the most between them at that point? Fuck no. There's no oxygen between them at that point. You've just got this vacuum of testosterone, blood and adrenaline between them. And it was just like, holy shit, can we just get to round four? It was amazing. Incredible. I loved like, it. I loved it's, it. It's definitely one of them fights. I actually um I popped some up on, 
on my page the other day talking about this. It was the anniversary of it. And right, I okay. put a little post up just about this. Yeah. And I actually think Rory McDonald at one point was arguably the best welterweight in the world. Like, I honestly think at one point when he was peaking, but it was pretty much, pretty much before that fight. Like, okay. Okay. if not, up until he got finished in that fight, I, I would have still said he was the best welterweight mm. in the world at that time. Mm. He just, he broke before Lawler did. That's how I'd look yeah. at it. And I don't, yeah. I am, I, that is not a knock on him by any no. means. I don't know many no. human beings who could take I'm not sure there's been as many like fights that. like that since then. I think we could name a few which a are handful. close. The, I think one of them was very recently between Johanna and uh, uh, Zhang. Zhang Wilei. Yeah, Zhang Wilei. Zhang Wilei. Um, and I think both of those two two women showed phenomenal amount of heart, uh, 100%. dignity as well, um, and they just went at it. They got it on, and at the end of it, it wasn't really the, the result matters kind of, but as a fan of Mixed martial arts. That's what you call. That's you what you call a legacy fighter. You don't mind the result. Does anyone care about the Robbie Lawler, uh, Rory McDonald result? Nobody cares about the result. What we witnessed was that England '66 versus Germany final. It was a sporting moment for the decades. Yeah, I know and what you mean. To witness it is is just a. It's a legacy fight. It's a legacy fight. Yeah, it's something which you want to you want to watch again. It's something that goes onto the Christmas DVDs. You know, if you were made Christmas DVD. The amount of times I've showed people that fight. Yeah. And you want to get someone into an MMA, show them that, that fight. Yeah. Which other fight would you show them? Oof. Um, definitely uh, Shogun Henderson won, without okay. a doubt. Okay. Um, Try but, to pick something more recent so that I might have oh, a bit more. Recent? Oh. <laughs> I'm See, I'm stuck in my stuff. ways. I look back on You're like back to I look back on the old school too much. I do air this my biggest fine, biggest um, it's my biggest yeah. thing. Um oh recently Cub Swanson, uh Duho Choi, is it? The Korean Superboy. Oh, Korean Zombie. No, no, Korean Superboy. Um struggling again with that. Him one? against uh Cub Swanson. Okay. I'd watch that. Just war to war. Like war, war for war, war I should say. Um, it was just one for one. Uh, plenty of fucking both knocked each other, both yeah. rocked each other. Yeah. Fucking, there were kicks, punches, spinning shit like the lot. Um, another good one recently, like there was at that level of just utter war was um, Chan Sung Young against Yao Rodriguez. Yeah, that was yeah. a fucking insane fight. Like it, no, I might be wrong here. Isn't is that the one where? Yeah, yeah, one with like a last one like, second to go with a back elbow. Yeah, yeah. That he basically dipped, dipped under, threw yeah. his elbow back. Yeah. I've never seen that knockout before no. in combat sports. No, it's, I've it's seen backup elbows a, a lot, but yeah, uh, yeah, unbelievable Amazing. fight. I mean, another one I'd throw in the hat there um, would be. I'm going to mention his name again. So brace yourself. I'm ready. It was Conor McGregor versus um, the short wrestler guy? Chad Mendes. Chad Mendes. Same night as Lawler That's, McDonald. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. And not for back and forth, but you can give a bit more backstory to that. It was a, it kind of took it on yeah. short notice. Yeah, yeah. Against both did, yeah. Both, both against did. a different style he'd been preparing for. 100%. And it was a great fight. It was a great fight. This might be, you, I, I totally agree with you. I think that was, I think that is actually probably McGregor's, it's my favourite performance of McGregor. For oh, me okay. personally. Like, I'll, I've stayed up and watched that fight live 
and I was still a fan of McGregor at the time. There was actually I had a Facebook memory pop up the other day, and yeah. it was actually talking about how much like um, I enjoyed Lawler and McGregor's performances mm. on that night. Um, but yeah, I'm going to say something stereotypical, but how do you think that fight would have went with a full camp for the pair of them? Yeah, probably the same. Uh, I'm fifty-fifty. Like I do think that I do think that Mendes exposed McGregor's wrestling a little bit, but at the same time, yeah, that left-handy nailed Chad Mendes yeah. with it didn't matter, man. Like and that was taking him out. It was seeing Chad Mendes. He was beaten. Yeah, you can see the man's face. He broke him. He, he broke him, and he broke him. He he beat him. Those... The thing is, this argument goes around that oh, put on a short notice. What if the other guy had a longer camp? But then, like, if if, if Conor knows he's going to go and fight a wrestler, he's not going to be doing the same kind of camp that he would fight in a striker. He's yeah, going to be he's going to yeah, he's going to drill his takedown defense. Saw, like we saw against what? Khabib that he's not daft. No, no, he, you know, it's been it's been analyzed, been overanalyzed. The things he did right against. Um, be I'll say it again, man. I thought wrong. I thought that um, first round he impressed me in the first round. He yeah. actually did do it wrong. He didn't go his way and could be. I think if he I think managed he did to, in the first round, to be fair, I think he played about too much what? in in the grappling. If yeah. he detached himself more and got away from Khabib, that would have been a different round. But I think he, I think there was times when he could have got out of the situation but tried too hard yeah, to stay in it and when, dominate when, it. When, when Khabib first took him down in the center, um, and. Khabib gets a, gets a double leg on him and Connor leans straight over and gets a wrestler's switch and then he's yeah. kind of on his knees, Khabib in the side-by-side and Connor's looking, you can see him looking, he's reaching over and this is the part which has been analysed quite heavily. Yeah. There's a moment there. I know exactly what you're on about. There's a moment yeah. there in the centre of the ring where people have said... Get the fuck out. Connor could either get the fuck out there or he could actually take Khabib's back. Yeah. There's that moment in there. And people, I know I'm going to get, the, the, the WhatsApp's going to go mad, Ashley talking shit, all the rest of this. Go watch the YouTube analyst, analysts talking about it who know what they're talking about. Don't listen to me. Um, it is just one fleeting moment, yeah. a split second of within in 25 minutes. Not 25 minutes, however long it was in total. Um, but it is there. And what it shows is that Connor has done things in the gym to do his best against the style. And it's a, it's a little bit about like you know the the, you know, the Aldo thing and. People saying, oh, if he had a longer camp, he could do this. In the rematch, oh, he's going to do better because he knows what he's to expect and all the rest of it. But then the other fighter also... Uh, sorry, not, not, not Aldo. The, I don't think um, there's another sport that has more what-ifs than MMA. I don't reason, think there's another well, sport in the like world. People like to assume that the other fighter is not going to do something as well. Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. you expect... Um, what was it the weekend? The, uh, oh, you're on about the other week where no, Masvidal husband. No, just this weekend gone. Oh, this weekend gone was uh, Figueredo against uh, Benavides. No, sorry, but the one Oh, the Wednesday's card. Cater against Ige. Yeah, the Volkanovski. What? Volkan. What's his name? Volkanovski. Yeah. Versus... Oh, Volkanovski against Holloway. Holloway. That's there the we one. go. That's the one I was thinking. A couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Got there eventually. It's been a lot of fighting. Same. <laughs> that, that was the Masvidal husband card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Right. I'm on board with you now. And, and people were saying, you know, in a, in, a, in a rematch, they'll do this, they'll do that. But both fighters are going to do exactly the same thing. Both fighters are going to go away. They're going to work their asses off. And if they know what's the person they're fighting, not just the style they're fighting, they're not just going like a, you know, a local level. No, where you know you're going to go and fight a lad and you've looked on Facebook and you see he does a bit of boxing and he's got a blue belt from the local club. 
So you know he's that's yeah. where he's at. You know what? You, you know, know his know. level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got hours upon hours upon hours of footage, and these fighters have got the whole fight camp. They've got trainers, not just showing them this how to stop a double leg. This is how to stop Khabib's double leg. Yeah. Or you're not going to stop Khabib's double leg, but he does this at the end of it. And all these little nuances and, and fine details that they're able to pick out because there's hours upon hours of these, these professional fighters all on the internet. There's a, there's a dictionary. If you want to beat any... And this is something I think Colin does incredibly well. He knows how to beat the fighters that he's going against. He doesn't always get it right. But he... And, and I guarantee before the fight of Nate Diaz won, he knew... Not to go to ground with Nate Diaz. Hundred percent. There is yeah, no yeah. way he thought it would be a good idea. I'm going to, to wrestle for him. There's no way. Yeah, hundred no percent. Yeah, you're totally he right. Say he's going to do all the right things in the fight. No, no. But they know how to beat these people. And come the second fight, people say he won it. People say he lost it. The scorecard says he won the fight. I had him winning the fight only just. I had. Um... He adapted. He overcome. And other fighters have done that, but very rarely does a rematch. Actually, go one one. Would you want? Would you want to see the McGregor Khabib rematch? As a because I know you're um, an avid McGregor the fan. The lightweight division, yes. Do I think Conor would win it? No. Fair enough. That's a fair shout. I don't think he would. I'm I not. Think, bo- I'm not bothered about yeah. seeing it again. I think it would be. Yeah. I, don't get me wrong. The first, I enjoyed the first fight. I mean, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, of course. Oh yeah, if they announce it tomorrow, I'm looking at black. I think if Conor, there, had, if Conor had actually stayed active, like there's a. lot but then again, people are like, oh, there's a very few that can go away and come back. The GSPs can do The old it. ring rust stuff. The GSPs train every single day, and we can see Connors train every single day, but I just don't think to beat Khabib, GSP came back and beat, God, I hate to say it, beat Bisping. Sir, Sir Michael. Sir Michael. It's Sir Michael in this, right? in this house. Sir, Sir Michael Bisping. Sir Michael Bisping is not the same caliber as fighter as Khabib. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> it is no. true. Bispin, Bispin was a workhorse. And... The, the, the challenge that GSP had to be out of the game, to come back, to take the championship against yeah. GSP is not the same as Connor would have to to be out of the, the out of train, not out of training, but out of the fight. Out of camp. Come back. Out, out of camp, camp yeah. And beat Khabib. It is night and day. I don't disagree with that. I think... Um, I think yeah. he could beat him if he'd stayed active. Uh, I, think, I, think, um, I think he'd learn how to. I think he'd get. I actually do think that like McGregor did better in the first fight than I thought he would that mm. first round. I think the second round was it could it could have been called in my opinion. I think I counted it as twenty unanswered shots on the ground, pretty much. They weren't. They were unanswered, but they were landing. They were landing like some might have been. There was a lot. There was a lot of. Factor. I need to. I need to rewatch. Honestly, sure. <laughs> mean it like that, yeah. He landed because I think he believed he landed. Uh, Khabib landed that overhand right. Where's Jamie? Can you bring it up? <laughs> honestly, not well that yet. When, honestly, when <laughs> I get the money, we are gonna have right. a, we're gonna have young okay. someone in the corner so. with a laptop. I don't know. I don't Is know what Korean we're gonna call fighter. it. Fighter. You're sorry, young someone. Is <laughs> <laughs> that racist? <laughs> it might have been actually. Yeah. Totally not. <laughs> sorry, I can edit it out. It's fine. <laughs> don't. But um, I'll take it. <laughs> but yeah, um, there was a lot of unanswered shots from that. Okay. When he when he, I'm not just saying it like not being uh, petty, one yeah, might say, no, 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 I but I, I would have caught. I wouldn't have been mad at the ref calling it after that barrage. Mm. I like I think the third round could be took that round off. Like, yeah. like don't get me wrong, I'm I, I'm not there saying two, Connor didn't take two, that round. First two rounds were hard rounds for both yeah, fighters. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like 
I'm just not that bothered about like seeing a rematch. Unlike some of your previous like, guests, I've actually turned up to wrestling before. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's the well, that is the first one of the night, isn't is that it? The first one of that's the, night? the first one of the night, okay. isn't it? Okay. So some people, some people don't understand. Uh, Radirellas is Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and wrestling, um, and the and is is optional, um, but it's suggested. And uh, I'll be some, honest, some, I can't say I've never. Some been of the people we train with occasionally pretend they go to wrestling and yet no one's actually seen them wrestle um yeah i think that much pretty much sums up and you can tell the ones that do go to wrestling the ones that don't because they don't just want to pull guard on you any um anyone uh, in particular anyone in particular um i don't know what's his name i've forgotten his name i've forgotten his name just slipped my mind can't think of it I can't say I'm not judging. Well, I'm, not, I'm not judging because I've I, I've never been to the wrestling class. Yeah, but you're not saying you turn up to wrestling. Never, classes. never ever have I ever said that, now, that I have a high I've level wrestling four, game. I've been to four wrestling classes. That's more far more than some people, I believe. Four wrestling classes is enough for me to know that it's fucking hard work. <laughs> it's a different. It's a damn sight. It is a different world. Work. You want to feel like your lungs are bursting out of your rib cage and you're vomiting up fire. Go to wrestling. I do feel like it's, um, it's fantastic. Obviously, we're going off again here, but I do think that like, wrestling is a break them down to rebuild them, like sort yeah, of thing. It is we're going to forge you in fucking hell. Yeah. yeah and when yeah. you go to hell and and compete, it's not going to be that much of a bad player set. My, one of my last experiences I've been at wrestling was, and I really enjoy the rounds at wrestling. I yeah. really do enjoy the rounds. Um, you do a lot. You do all the warm up first, um, and so then I turn up twenty minutes later. Standard then, Ash. Ash, standard. we wouldn't have it any other way. I know. Um, and then you do the rounds, which is incredibly hard work. It's like, you know, put a song, put your favourite song on, which is usually like a three minute dish. You yeah. know, and, and you go on and you're on and you wrestle, and then the next person comes on with you and you wrestle till your song's over, basically. Um, and you do this, and time seems to stand still. Songs seem to be longer than you ever remember. And then when you get to the end of it, and you can't see because you've got sweat in your eyes and the salt's burning your retinas out. Um, Kit and Dan then want to go through technical um, moves with you on wrestling. And at this point, you feel like the muscles in your legs aren't there anymore. You can barely stand. Uh, and then you do all this technical stuff. And then just to, in case your legs I can imagine anyone... haven't finished off enough, they'll grab your legs and have you hopping around the room on one leg for two minutes, then two minutes on the other leg. And I have never walked down the stairs at... Body tech before now, after jujitsu feeling like this, <laughs> but after wrestling, I have to hold onto the handrail because I'm scared that my legs are going to give way. I can imagine anyone listening to this at the start and went, "Wow, I live in Carlisle. I want to give wrestling jujitsu a try." I've just went, "Jujitsu, it is." <laughs> Listen, if you I've never been. I've never been to the wrestling classes. I've just heard the stories. Always go big dick. That's the moral here. <laughs> Always. Don't do something I have. Just always go. I want to do. I want to go and do the rest of that. I, think I, I need it for my game. I do need it for my game. It's brilliant. And the best part is I've never got home after a training session of jiu-jitsu or wrestling. I've never got home in a bad mood. I've got never, home with never. bloodied lips, broken thumbs, feeling pissed off at somebody else. But within seconds, I'm at home and I'm like, ah. Oh, Feels good. In that See, sense, this is what I need. do you not find that when you get in, even if someone's bettered you or pissed you off, yeah. you can't, you just, you're not no. down or pissed off about no. it so much. No. You're just more like, I can't wait the next class I'm, when I get I've in. never been a 
I want to go back I'm and prove a point. more with myself yeah. than after training. 100%. And like, yeah. I used to get this from running. Like when I first started jiu-jitsu, I used to run as well. I did, did quite long distances. And I used to get a bit of it at the end of running. I'd get home after running. But it was quite short, short-lived because kind of like you're not fully exhausting all your body. And I don't know biology too well. But what I found is the harder and more I exhaust my body, better you feel the better I feel. Yeah. And it's not immediate and you may ache, but I'll take the, the physical aching for the mental soothness, so to speak. You know, I've, the, 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 if sometimes, and maybe I'm not speaking, I'm probably speaking to everyone here, but sometimes you get in from work and you feel like your brain's been wrapped with barbed wire and someone's just pulling at either end and it's squeezing it and you've got a niggle there and a niggle there and a niggle there and you pull one side out but it pulls your side tighter. Exercise, whether it's jiu-jitsu, running, wrestling, whatever, unravels that barbed wire. That's quite... It allows yeah. you to heal a little bit and it brings you some calmness. I think, um, yeah, I think I, I definitely agree with you on the, yeah. from the jiu-jitsu front, yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. I have a kick, kick bag downstairs. Yeah. And I do a couple of rounds on that here and there. During lockdown, obviously, that was my Your go-to. Love you. Oh, they do. It's all right. They, <laughs> they sing 24 fucking seven, right, so okay. me <laughs> brain a kickback doesn't bother them. Like, um, But uh, yeah, like that was my go-to over lockdown. Mm. And you know what? It got me through lockdown. It helped a fucking lord. Yeah. yeah. But even doing, I'd like to say, you know, 10 rounds, five, like, you know, five three-minute <laughs> okay. rounds. But, you know, doing five three-minute rounds to it's a pretty intense bad. level, it's yeah. good. You feel good after it. But going and rolling in jiu-jitsu for an hour and a half, two hours is a completely yeah. different... It was a different categorised feeling. a lot of people say, and like I've only been involved in the club for like... It'll be, it'll be three years in winter, roughly, right? It's... A lot of people who I've spoken to, and I try and actively encourage everyone to join, oh, I want to get fit before I join. I want to... I'm not ready for it yet. I've got this going on, all the rest of it. It'll make you on. fit as you go. That's just yeah, simple it's, as, it's, yeah. It's, it's pointless. Like, just... All you have to do is just turn up because it's not about being better than somebody. It's about being better than yourself. And it's not about belt levels. It's about the levels of effort you put in yourself. Yeah. It doesn't matter that, um, you know, Kit's better than me. So he should be because he's consistently putting more effort for longer. And as long as you put in the effort, you'll achieve your level. Am I ever going to be... I could train for the next 20 years, twice a week, every week, which is what I do, I'm never going to be world champion. And that's not me shitting on my own drink. This is me being realistic. But what I will be is at peace with myself, fitter, healthier, and happier. Yeah, I think there's... Um... And there's people in the gym who could train exactly the same, who started the same as me. And I've watched people in the gym who started after me be promoted before me, get strikes before me. I've... But... And you have to come to reason with that and understand yeah. that it doesn't matter because... They are on their journey, and I'm on my journey. And instead of looking at somebody and going, I wish I had what they had, yeah, look at yourself and go, what have I got? And be happy for what they've I got. I couldn't agree with you more than that. With that. I really do agree the, with it's you. The heart, it's the, it sounds really simple when we break it down like this, but it's so easy to look at what somebody's got. Maybe you've had some experience this with your, with your podcast. Look at what someone's got and try and shit on it and try and go, Oh, instead of, instead of building them up with their achievement, I'm going to look at it and go, oh, well, you're not like Joe Rogan. It's the number it's one. Like, like, I haven't had anyone, um, I haven't had anyone give me like 
real shit about it. Yeah, but I've had people it's... take the piss and do that. Exactly. And I don't it, mind it. it, it's funny, but... It's I, not funny, yeah. though, because what it does is create a negative, a negative aura around it, and it drives you to want to be better. But the problem with that is you're already committed to this. You've already gone to the extent of creating this fantastic little room. You've got all your gear set up. You know, you've already put in the maximum amount of effort that you want to put into this. And when people are dragging you down and giving you a bit of grief, sure, it spurs you on. But suddenly you're having to put in more effort. And it doesn't make sense. It's the same with jiu-jitsu. If, if, when someone says to me, oh, I've tapped you, oh, I've tapped you, oh, I've tapped you. The next round, I have it in my mind, as everyone else will, to go harder. And that's where we start hurting each other. Because we're then trying to perform outside of our skill set and outside of the amount of mental capacity we put into doing something. We have to realise that everyone's on their own journey, personally, but we're all in the same boat together. And, yeah. and, and the, the best thing to do is just be happy for people when they win gold medals and you got knocked out the first round. It's not about looking at them and saying, what are they doing that I'm not? It's about looking at yourself and saying, what am I not doing? Yeah, because they're doing their thing and I'm doing my thing. If I know I'm turning up late, I'm not cleaning my gi, I'm, I'm drunk, I'm smoking pot before rolling or whatever, I'm not giving, I know I'm not, I can't give 100%. I then can't be disappointed in my own achievement. So, yeah, it is, it's down to what you give, 100%. Yeah. Get, get your shit in one sock and crack on. <laughs> It's true. Are you going to breathe now? Actually, yeah, going to breathe. That's that, that the first mini. Is that the first? Was that a rant? That, that I'd say that's the first big rant. That's the first big rant. You rant. did, mate. I said, come on and rant. I love, I love positivity. You're a passionate guy, though, man. You're very, especially about jujitsu. Like that's one thing I've noticed. And it's because of the. I think you're a very moral. I think you're generally someone who sticks to the morals. You'll say how you feel it, and you're a passionate guy. And if yeah. that's seen as ranting, then so being. But rant yeah. away, mate. Honestly, I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather someone come on here and yeah. have a bit of fucking tone in the voice, and that I like it, man. It's I, I like seeing people be successful because seeing somebody else. Have you ever smiled at someone and then just tell you to fuck off? Yeah, you, yeah. Or you I worked I worked okay. sales for quite a long time, right, okay. so I did like door to door sales and that, mate. Like when I, if you, I generally speaking, if you smile at somebody, they'll smile back. And I'm not encouraging yeah. them to go and test this. It's weird. No, it looks weird. Yeah, you're going to look like a bit of a I, fucking psycho. If I pass off positive vibes to somebody, they're going to pass off positive vibes back, generally speaking. Yeah? You, I've been... You, I've, I've, you've never chatted up a girl in a pub or a bar, right, and started off the conversation by going, you're a fucking dog, and then end up the following morning looking at her and going, you're still a dog. So no, it like you know, work. I was gonna say something. I'm not nice. even gonna. Say, I haven't even got the heart <laughs> to say it. Like it was to gonna be, be nice. somewhat ridiculous. But no, people, you're totally people, right. When people are naturally happy about things because they've succeeded, learn to absorb some of their happiness because it'll bring you up as well. No, I totally agree with you. I think I think one of the most, I think one of the worst things to see in someone is someone with that trait where they get almost upset and pissed off that someone else is happy or doing well. Yeah. And we see it all the time. And there is yeah. very much of, with our, within this modern society we're in now, with your likes of, it's all social media mm. structured and such like, where it's, look how mint I am, look how much shit I've got and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know what Bullshit. I mean? It's this whole thing with like, fake it till you make it. You know what I mean? Um, like in regards to what you're saying, like with the likes of me and myself in this show, mm. like I do this every week for fun because I enjoy yeah. it. I get to talk to people like yourselves about something that I'm passionate about, you're yeah. passionate about. Like, I 
in in reference, I've had someone say to me, "Why have you bothered going on Spotify? You're not going to make any money." You have to, and I'm like, "Who the fuck said anything about making money, man? Like, I I am sat in my little man in it. Like, I'm sat in my little man cave." Like, doing what you enjoy. Literally, I enjoy it. I get up on yeah. a... I got a routine now where I, I watch the UFC on the Saturday night or as long as I can. It's almost like the things that we enjoy doing are actually good for our mental health as well. It's a massive thing. It's almost like, you know, doing things you hate will drag your attitude down, but doing things you like actually drag your attitude. It's like, it's the most common thing in the world. So why, why, why do people want to shit on other people? I don't care. I'll give you a great example. I was talking to... Um, Friend of mine, Eden, Eden Burnside. Shout out to Eden Burnside, mm-hmm. my little, um, my little UFC buddy. We play a lot of PlayStation together, have a crack in that. Um, but we were saying like the worst people are, are the people who have nothing going on in their lives, or not trying mm-hmm. anything in their lives, and they're usually the ones to point the finger and try and put someone else down. Yeah. But they're not trying anything. Yeah. They're not doing anything. Yeah. It's a really, it's really interesting. We had this exact same conversation yeah. earlier, in which he said, "Who he, benefits? No one." He gets to feel better because he's going on oh, going on, man. I've, I've just I've just won a little argument with Al because I made him feel like shit. <laughs> Why don't you go and you know? I've got like I'll be honest, like myself. I generally I've got pretty thick skin. Like it takes a lot people, to people shouldn't off. have to have thick skin. I agree. It's, 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 it's treat people how you want to be treated. Yeah, it is honestly. And don't that. I totally agree. Have thick skin. Expect if you say something shitty to someone that they're going to be pissed off with you about it. Don't expect just because you're happy for someone to. Slag off your mum or say the shagged your mum. It's an old joke, isn't it? Oh, I still get with your mum. I'm bad like, for that. Like, like I'm bad for that with some people. Like I'll say, yeah. like you know, I was yeah, a mum. You're also a tiny person, but some people say it's actually mean harm. And it's yeah, like, yeah. Like, there's a vindictiveness you're, 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 behind you're, it. You're yeah. upset, even because it's an old meme. You're, but you're upset because they're annoyed about you with it. Like, what did you expect? Talk about somebody's family. What do you expect? Yeah. Tell somebody you know they're not successful or bring them down for the achievement. What do you expect? Do you not think though, Be nice. keeping on the same track? Do you not think though, the problem we've got is is people live in this social media realm where they believe they can say what they want when yes. they want, and there's no repercussion. A hundred percent. Yeah, that's one of my big things. hundred percent. And I've found it with people where if you get in a debate or an argument with someone about anything, mm. like they will shut down and just refuse to talk about it. But the same people I've seen on the internet going in hell for leather on other mm. people. But as soon as it comes face to face to a debate or a discussion involving tone of voice, emotions, and eye contact, they completely shut down and can't do it. Yeah, percent. I think They've yeah, got it. yeah. I've seen that. I've they seen that a should, lot of people. Should never say something on the internet behind someone's back that you want to say to their face. Totally and agree. It, it's an old saying. Totally agree. It, but the, the internet allows this anonymous. Can I say that word? To be anonymous on there, and people can get away with it. Who was the fighters recently? Did you see that tweet? I feel like it was Darren Till. Paul Felder. Paul Felder. This where the, the guy would you say it to my face? He went, no, of course no, not. You'd kick my ass. That's why I'm saying it on Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> and he, and he <laughs> just replied, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah it's man. a perfect example. I do think like... like but it was funny. It was funny yeah, to joke. Hilarious. seriousness behind that because yeah. it's someone talking shit on the internet. This is it. You don't know how many other shitty messages Paul Felder's had to deal with. In it? Well, yeah. imagine though, like... It was like, well, let's be honest. Like, I spend quite a lot of time. Excuse me. I spend quite a lot of time in. Not a lot of time. I'll rephrase that. Some time in. Um, a couple of Facebook groups that I'm involved yeah. in. Not do, do you running. Need me to clear internet history. Um, is that what you're saying? No, no, you're all right. right okay. It's not that bad. Um, <laughs> and stuff like the forums, MMA forums. Yeah. Now, 
there is so many amazing fans out there yeah. that will go out their way to have have a great conversation with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Doors going and ashes shitting it. Like, We're getting robbed. Just pull guard, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um but yeah, there's like um there's so many people who will go out there with there was a guy the other week who I had a conversation with on and off in this MMA group I'm in, just about Chris Lydell, old school mm. MMA fighter, I'm a massive fan of loved watching him fight. And we had a proper back and forth for a couple of days talking about his fights and that. It's great. You know what I mean? Added him on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Facebook buddies now. And it was a great conversation. And then you can see in the same thread, <laughs> a lot of people it just being so toxic. Yeah. And the point I'm trying to make is imagine being a pro fighter who's trained and fought all your life from yeah. when you were a taekwondo at five-year-old yeah. till when you're 25 in the UFC yeah. as a top 10 fighter. And you lose a decision to someone like like someone like Paul Felder loses to Dan Hooker. Yeah. And someone's there going, Well, he should have done this and he should have done that. Someone who's never fought before, never yeah. trained before. Exactly. But have watched every UFC. You Dan know what I mean? Until some that up in a in a BT sports I know exactly what you're about. And, yeah. and he was just saying, You've got you these have no people fucking called, idea. You've got no fucking idea. The only people I'm gonna to listen to is my trainer. And Dan Wilson said this to me um, before his maybe first or second um MMA fight I was like oh you got anyone going with you going down there and it was like no um, I, I've got a sneaking suspicion he thinks I was trying to angle for an invite to go along but I think at the time he didn't realise just how bit of a nerd I was just curious yeah 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 just <laughs> generally I was just, just generally like um, well, he, he made it, made it excited to find like, out yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he was just like no I only like to go with people that you know apart from Sarah his girlfriend yeah um People actually know what it's like, and no, it's fair. It's absolutely right. That is totally fair. Absolutely right. You do not want. Like, I can imagine nothing it, it worse for a guy of his caliber to have a white belt standing around yeah. him, going, "Well, what you need to do, you Dan, need to is, do is this, this or, that, or someone who's never boxed or kicked." It's absolutely. <laughs> no, what you want to do, Dan? Just run across yeah. and fly in the boom every time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I can imagine. Like this is it. I'm. I'm, it I'm same as you. I'm not. A, I'm not a professional no. fighter. I train jiu-jitsu because I enjoy it. I don't want to be a yeah. world champion. Yeah. I do a little bit of kickboxing on my kickbag just yeah. to keep sharp and keep fit. Yeah, That's it. The rest of the time, I watch fights, analyze yeah. fights, break fights down, exactly. and keep up with the politics of the sport. That's me. And I think when you're, when I'm not a pro at, fighter. You know yeah. what I mean? When we're looking at breaking down fights and stuff like that, I mean, it's a little bit like a steak. I can go to a restaurant and order a fillet steak, rare, cooked exactly how I want it, with the sauce, and I can tell the chef if it's good or if it's bad. Yeah. I can tell if it had needed too longer to be what seared. What a great fucking analogy. I, can tell I like you, that. I, can I tell do you, like yeah, that. I can tell you if it needs searing longer. I can tell you if there's too much salt in the sauce or not enough mushroom. What I can't do is make the sauce better or cook the steak better. And it's exactly the same for fighting. I can watch fights, and I, I can see you know, quite a lot of the jiu-jitsu, and I can go... I think he should probably be doing this. He should probably have done that. I can't actually do that myself. I'm same boat as you. you exactly same boat. I know yeah. what I'm watching. I know what they need to be doing. Yeah. But the intricates of it, like, for example, the way yeah. I can talk to Kit or Dan about something yeah. or ask him to break a move down, they'll break it down in parts that I had no idea that yeah. you needed to do that Try to do get it. that off. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it does make you, it gives you a whole... Meeting Dan and Kit made me realise how 
fucking little I know about jujitsu. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah. I thought I was. I, I was always. So if I had groups of friends around watching UFC, I was that guy in the room going, "Well, what this is here? What they need to do yeah. is this." And well, oh, if he'd only done that, he did, oh, underhook. If he got the underhook, he would have been fine. Yeah. Oh, gobshite. I was yeah. an utter gobshite until... I'm still a bit of a gobshite you now. You're allowed, but, you're allowed to be because what you're yeah. not doing is trying to teach someone how to win no, a fight. Fuck you're no. simply breaking it down for enjoyment. Someone asks me about something, I'll say, well, I it's think fine. it's this. Yeah. Eddie Wong. Eddie Wong's another guy where, yeah. fuck me, I can watch fights with him and he will... I'll be like, yeah. fucking hell, that's amazing, that. And he'll be like, oh, what he's doing is this, this, and this. And you're like, Jesus Christ, you fucking wizard. Yeah. How the fuck did you see that? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree. Um... Yeah, but I, we've went fucking, fuck that's me, right. we've went I right off. That's all right, it's all right. So, um, we've done full circle. We've been yeah. on about God knows what. Um, we'll move on to the main, we're an hour in, so we'll move on to the main subject we actually were going to talk that's about. The that's the introduction over. That is genuinely the best introduction I've ever had on this show. <laughs> fucking hell. Tutorial zone complete. Yeah, man. <laughs> Prologue. Um, but yeah, um, Obviously, the big guy subject that we wanted to talk mm. about today, which we went, um, we had a few, I will call, we'll call it um, sort of a back and forth yeah. in the Rajis chat about yeah. it, where we had a few different conversations. It really, it was really, I really liked it how you messaged me and were like, hold the crack. Yeah. Let's save this. We'll do it on your yeah. show. I was like, so we, we were talking, didn't we? We were talking yeah. about um, Josie Aldo. Josie Aldo. Yeah. And my opinion was that, so people understand, my opinion was that I, I felt like he should consider retirement now. And the conversation went back and forth with the chat. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, yeah. you know what? This this deserves to go to, this is this is our topic. It's an interesting the, debate. Like, like mm. the phrase I used today, um, start the show was, when is enough enough? And it's, yes. it's a perfect way to describe yeah. it. Like, So I've, I've got some, I have come prepared. Fire away, man. Notes. Fire away. And I've only got notes because I want to make sure I get things right. Um, Especially with the, the, the stats, I haven't got spreadsheets, but we've got about five fighters, okay, who you could con. I think there's a strong argument for who are, who are great, but retired too late. And my, yeah. my, my my thinking here behind why I like to see a fighter retire on time, as I would call it, is because a few reasons. Firstly, their well-being and health. Hundred percent. Yeah. I don't yeah. like seeing. I like seeing violence. I like seeing fighting. But I like seeing that between people in their prime, you know, at the peak, other way up. At the peak, not yeah. on the way out. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I see I that point, yeah. This is also UFC-specific in a way because the UFC is, is essentially the, the pinnacle of MMA sports in the world. 100%, yeah. And anyone it's going, the Premier League. It's the Premier yeah. League. And yeah. anybody going to the UFC goes into UFC not to be a journeyman, but to win the championship. They, yeah. Everyone, you don't go into the UFC thinking, "Oh, I'm just going to be. I want to be top ten for the rest of my career." You go in and wanting to achieve. And there's going to come a point where you have to accept that you're you're probably not going to get another title shot. And so you have to look at yourself. And you have to look at yourself. And go, but am I good enough to stay in the top ten, the top five, the top fifteen? Have I got enough money to move on? You know, but hiccups. And I think if you've got enough money to move on, you've kind of done it. And especially when you've already won the title like Aldo had. And Aldo, um, how long did Aldo have? Oh, yeah, Aldo had nine consecutive US, UFC and uh, WC title defenses. Yeah. Nine years undefeated. An 18-win 
They were 18 win winning streak yeah. until yeah. he met Conor McGregor. Yeah, yeah. Who knocked him out brutally in what, 13, 13 seconds, right? Yeah, yeah. Here's what happened after Conor. After Conor, Aldo. I know exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> Aldo, yeah, yeah, asked, asked, Aldo asked to be released from his contract with Dana White because he couldn't get the rematch and he was considering retirement. Um, he talked to various media um, and he said he's, the sport had lost its way and he wanted out. Since then, he has he, he, he came back and he beat Frankie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then he lost to Max twice. Yeah. Bear in mind, he won, he beat Frankie for a decision. He got TKO twice by Max. He then beat uh, Jeremy Stevens. Um, the guy can never say his name. Renato Moncano. Thank you. <laughs> I can never say his name. Um, and then now he's been on a three fight losing streak. Volkanovski. Volkanovski. Yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're bang um, Moraes. And then Peter Yan. Yeah. Now, I look at it like this that's a three fight losing streak skid for three top guys. Yeah. All, all so arguably championship material. Correct. Yeah. Is it? Uh, what? How? What? What? What do you think, Jose Aldo's path? Jose Aldo's path to winning the belt looks like from here, having those three fights. Well, I think, I think like I don't think there's many other people in MMA in general who have had the the workload of Aldo in the last sort of ten fifteen years. Like for talent he's fought, and he's never fought anything but top contenders, and sure. on top of that, champions, right? I'll start with that, but, however, mm-hmm. um, I think, for example, the two fights with Max, the first fight, they both both were amazing performances by Max one yeah. way or another. Um, that's uh, that's a guy who's arguably, it's between him and Aldo, the greatest featherweight okay, of all time. Okay, but, right, but bear with us, bear about, with us. I'll bear with you, but I want to just quickly chip in. It's not about what the performance was like, because it's about wins and losses, regardless of whether it's a split decision, a knockout or whatever, because he has to have a path back to the title. Otherwise, he's just currently a journeyman who's a top ten journeyman. Oof, I wouldn't I wouldn't top five. Either. I wouldn't call Aldo a journeyman. In that bracket I've said, in the top five probably. Because to get a title shot again, which is gonna be his aim, yeah. because he, he said back again after Conor McGregor lost, the only reason he wants to come back, okay is if he can get his hands on the belt again. Yeah. Do you not he think he just lost three on three on the skid? Do you not think though on the right on the right night he could beat anyone in that division? Yeah. yeah. But is he going to be given? Does, does a man who's just lost three in a row? So he doesn't get a title he, shot right away. No chance. Does he get no one after two wins? Probably not. I'd but say that, so. I honestly would. Someone of his caliber and legend status. Yeah. People have got people have got more he, for less. What if? He loses those next two. Do then we That's go, a different he, story. Do we then go, he should have retired two fights ago? That's a different story, though. This is the uh, what-ifs. This is the what-ifs. 100%. Well, I'll see what your point. Biggest, the biggest thing the, the me, Volkanovski... He doesn't need to fight right no, now. No, no, no. But it's another one of those things where, as a fighter, it's a real hard one because like, I'm very much... There's people who I've spoke openly about and said they should call it a day. Um... With Aldo, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just... What about Ken Shamrock? Oh, Jesus Christ. That's a different story. What about BJ Penn? BJ Penn's... We'll come to BJ Penn and like, that sad do, story do, in do. a minute. Um, but with Aldo, it's more... Maybe I'm in fan denial in a way. 
because he's one of my favourite of all time. I don't think you want to see him retire because he's your favourite fighter. That's one of the big things. I like watching Aldo. But I also think he's still got fight in him in that sense. I think he can keep up with anyone and I think I genuinely can he get the W? Yeah, I think he can against the right fighters. I think he can on the right day. I think he'd beat anyone at 35 or 45 on the right night. Um, Like his fight with Volkanovski, it was a lacklustre fight, lost the fight. Then fight against Marais, he won that fight. Did he get the judges' decision? No. But if you watch that fight, he blatantly won rounds two and three clean. Yeah, right? Looked looked rejuvenated, looked amazing. Then, in the Petri Yang fight, I thought that was a pretty competitive fight up until probably the third round. And he slowed and then went into the fourth. And then the fourth round, it looked very fucking different. Um, when you were watching that fourth round, as a fan... We when were, did he get finished? Was it the fifth? Um, yeah, double check. Double I think check. he got finished in the fifth. But the fourth round, you're seeing a massive difference. And the tide was turning, shall we say. You know what I mean? I remember watching that third round when Jose Aldo was taking a beating. Um, it was the fifth round. Yeah, yeah that fifth round and was... I just remember watching it, looking at it and thinking... I think a lot of people thought, like, Whenever you're ready, ref. Whenever you're ready, ref. Yeah. And we weren't saying that because... We were saying that because... Because Joe Dowder wasn't going to give up. We, we wanted him, but we, we wanted the ref to him. save him because he wasn't going to save himself. No, and he's, yeah. at, that, at that point, at that point, he is not going to win the fight. Yeah. He doesn't suddenly go from absolute beatings to turn it around. It's, Some fighters have done in the past, but that wasn't the case. It was the same argument... Um, it's a very similar debate with Corneman. Like, for example, did yeah. you see the um, Anthony Smith yeah. to sheriff fight? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I openly said on this show, I was like, someone needed to stop that fight. He wasn't yeah. going to win the fight. He was getting pasted. His teeth were getting knocked out. Was he still? He was conscious. He was active, but he was on the way out. Like, surely save the man, save the man from himself. I think. I think this it, is where the, the sport fails in some ways because they're it's, almost it's, too it's, tough for their own they good. They are fighting in a sport. They are not fighting in a bar. Yeah. And that, and there has to be an acknowledgement that you've got a corner there to look after you. They're not... You, how do I explain this? You don't get the option. You shouldn't be given the option to fight until death. This is not what it's about. Yeah, it's, not, not, it's, not, it's not the kumite. It's not blood no, sport. Yeah, it's a sport. No, I, I agree. With, sport. I agree. With you you go in there to fight, and at the moment, you, the moment it, it's obvious, you know, or it's more than clear, let's say, that you can't win the fight anymore. You're just going to be taking extra punishment. What for? Your pride? Because you need to prove something to somebody. You're still getting paid at this point. You're not going to win the fight. You're just taking more Pr- damage. Pride will make people do. Like stupid Max things. Max Holloway has taken up something that, like 198 head strikes in the last two years or something. 900 plus in his career. In his UFC career. 900 plus in his UFC career. Think about that for a minute. Scary. It's scary. You think Think about... Um, and we are in the infancy of the sport. We're yeah. only starting to see now people... Like, there's, there's an argument for um, Mark Hunt. I mean, I don't want to speak on his mental health. No, no, no. From what he shows in the social media and, and stuff, stuff like that, the the man's not been overly. Do you know? Um, do you know cognitive about his decisions? Do you know who Gary Goodridge is? Very old school. This is like early um, UFC fighters. I know the name. Uh, big 
big black guy who used to wear a gi in his, his original. Right. Yeah. There's a famous, I think it's Keith Hackney knocked out, the famous okay. um, crucifix hold. <coughs> almost locked, locked up over. Um, the famous crucifix hold, where yeah, he just unloaded. Where he, no, no, you're all right. You're safe, Ash. It's a safe, it's a safe space. It's a safe space. I'll say my, my safe, safe word. Yeah, yeah. Like, Do you remember my safe word? Oh, what's your safe word? Connor. Oh, that's disgusting. That will enrage me. <laughs> I'll, I'll carry on punching you. I'll say it's <laughs> But, um... <laughs> oh, oh, that's horrible. But, um, he gets a guy in a crucifix and lands about 13 unanswered blows to the guy's head. Yeah. That's like his most famous clip okay, that you'll, okay. you might have seen. But Gary Goodridge was another guy who fought a long time, fought through the original UFCs, yeah. right into Pride, right into regional circuits a lot. Yeah. That guy is now, for lack of a better word, fairly fucked, yeah. like with CTE. And that is, it's a reality of it. It's it's quite a dark, yeah. very dark, scary it's reality. It's irreversible as well. Yeah. This is the problem I have is when, I'm, when you're seeing fighters and like, who else have I got on my uh, Ash's golden list here? We've got, um, you know, going back, we've going got, back, we've got Fedor on there. Going back to Aldo, though, I'll put it oh, this way, right? Yeah. He's he's on what three losses? Yeah. Well, he's, um, he's three from he's, he's he's three wins, five losses in the last yeah. eight. Yeah, it's, he's, he's, don't get us wrong; it's, it's it doesn't look great. No, but so what do you do? Do you throw him in with in with you know lower down the rankings? This is the question. Fighters, yeah. And at that point, you it. are making him into a journeyman, I, and he's fighting for money. I'll say it this way: this is money. this is the simplest way I can put it. I will completely go back. I will completely admit that I'm wrong today. Mm. If if he fights again and he loses, I've got no argument. Mm. I've got no foot to stand on. Like, what if he fights again and wins? And then loses against, the next one against a, a lower opponent. Well, this is it. Like, Bay these are all world class athletes who have the ability to break. Scores. Anyone in the top, anyone in, I yeah. think you fight if you're fighting anyone in the top ten in any division, you're fighting. Anyone in the a UFC contender. is fighting, is yeah, fighting you're world fighting world, world class. So yeah. I think if you beat anyone in the UFC, it counts for summit. Um, I just don't. It's a hard one, his, man. Like, stage I'm, in his career, he does not need the money. So what are we doing now as fans? We're watching him go on a three-fight skid. We're watching him win three out of the last eight. It doesn't matter who the competition is. It's like, are you fighting in the UFC to win the belt again? Because if you're not, you're just fighting for a career. Or you're fighting because you're a bit of a dog. You know, you like fighting. He loves a scrap. Like, you know, Donald Cerrone, perhaps. Who is never going to win the lightweight belt, right? Oh, you sounded vicious when you said that there. He's not. <laughs> like, you're not going to do it. I like the guy. He's not. But you look at him and you're like, why? You know, he still gets a win. He's a guy who just loves fighting. He just loves fighting. He loves a fight. Fine. But he's going to gonna come a point where, like, his body, it's not... Unbreakable, no yeah. and I don't like looking back. I was looking at these stats, right? So let's just go through who we've got here. Well, let's let's hear let's hear a few more names. I want it. I probably won't disagree with you on okay. any of them. Like Chuck Liddell. Oh in, man, in, that's... In, his, in his career in a zero three yeah. all knockout. Retired in December twenty ten. Came back against Ortiz and got fucked up and knocked out in the first round. That was. Did anybody enjoy watching Tito oh, Liddell go from being the greatest showman on earth in the in the UFC? To be ending his career like that. No. I totally... That, that is one... Have, should he have retired the first time? Liddell should have retired. I think Liddell retired at the right time when he did. 
Yeah. Right, in the first run, first time Absolutely. round. When first three knockouts, 100%. He, he, knocked, he got knocked out by a Rampage Jackson. Rampage lost, Jackson, yeah. So, yeah, Rampage Jackson knocked him out for the title. He then lost a decision to Keith Jardine, came back and beat Vandalay Silva by decision. Thought, yeah. Then he got knocked out by Rashad Evans, Shogun Hua, and Rich Franklin. They were his like, but after he lost that Rich Franklin bout, which he was winning, he looked amazing. He looked rejuvenated in that fight and just got cracked. But yeah, he Chuck Liddell was a man whose jaw gradually depleted. Yeah. So he loses. It was horrible. That he, like Chuck Chuck Liddell was the greatest. First team. round. First yeah. round. First round. His jaw or went. KOs. His jaw just went on him. Like the guy could still give it, but his jaw just went. Like and you could see it. Do you we think see. Do it, but this is kind of like what's he? I don't get what he's gained from this. Is the thing like the coming so back to fight Tito thing? In the last was seven, a fucking fight, joke. in his last seven fights, he won one out of lost six. Is that Liddell? Liddell, yeah, yeah. sounds about I mean, right. And that's only as far back as my screenshot goes. Looking at the, to make sure I'm getting. No, right. that sounds about right. And it's rough. Okay, so Horrible. Then, you, then you look at, let's look at um, BJ Penn. Oh man, that is like, fucking depressing. I took a screenshot of the of the uh, the Shirdo page to to make sure I get the stats right. I haven't even got a win on the screenshot. Yeah, it's bad. I um, don't think he's won a fight in seven you know, or eight years or something. He's got the longest uh, losing streak in in UFC. Him and uh, sure retired him and Hector Lombard. It's just... BJ BJ Penn should have retired. BJ Penn has these people. He, he's 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 been open about having problems as well, hasn't he? Rory McDonald. No, um, BJ Penn. Oh man, he's been he's, caught in bar fights and yeah. fucking all sorts. Like, there comes a point where drinking people, a lot. Yeah, these people around these 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 folk need to go and say to them, Dana White needs to take more responsibility for his fighters and stop, you know, trying to be uh, one for the mate and all the rest. He needs some money and all the rest of it. The guy needs money, fine. Don't put him in a cage. The BJ Penn one, I think, is the most, the biggest fall from grace. That oh, that would be I'm one where I'm gonna put I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna we're gonna talk about Fedor and how he should have probably retired. The thing is though he should have retired, but then look at how he rejuvenated his career in Bellator. Yeah, but but at what cost? Fedor was on a twenty eight fight win streak. Ten years undefeated, was it? Uh something like that. Um, ten years, yeah. He beat Vadoon. No, sorry, 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 sorry. This is when he lost, wasn't it? Yeah. He lost to Vadum. He lost to Bigfoot. Bigfoot Silver, Dan Anderson, yeah. All on the belt. He needed to, if he retired at that point, because he was, the problem with Fedor, he was unbeatable, right? It was, was at aura, the time, yeah. It was his aura. It was his slow walk to the It was the, same, the, the same aura that the he likes of Anderson had. The lot, yeah, yeah. He had this aura. And by him not retiring at the right time, he, he lost his that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Sure, he had it. He, he, he won three. T- he won some uh, fights over in Japan. M one, whatever it's called, and was it EFA yeah. or something yeah, yeah. like that. He went and, and came back, and then he went, went three two in in Bellator. And it's like, who wants to see Fedor fighting other blown out? Not blown out. It's not right word to say, but other fighters of his generation. Other, other coming to the end of the the careers. The, yeah, the, the careers as fighters is yeah. over. Like, I didn't even want to see Chell Sonnen fighting again. Fedor did beat Chell, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. But, like, why? Because they want to fight. Fine. But there has to be a responsibility somewhere. You're not making people run a 100 metres race. You're letting people punch each other in the head. It's the whole thing. It's the whole thing. When is enough enough? It's different for each person. 
And some people, hey, it might be enough. But person, but I think I, I think agree that Christians there should be need to step in and need to say, you've taken too much yeah, damage. I agree with you. You're past a certain age where you can't recover as well. Like when we're training in the gym, right? I'm 34, and we've got young lads there, 18, 19, 20. Yeah. Right. The first two or three sparring rounds we have, I can keep up. But then after a while, like their recovery in between rounds. He's a damn sight faster than yeah, me. Yeah. And it's not because I don't... <laughs> I'm in that same boat. Yeah. I'm in that it's same boat. It's not because I don't yeah. do the amount of, you know, keeping fit as them. Like, we want to go for a run. I'll, I'll probably run further than them, apart from Danny's doing ridiculous amounts of run at the moment. But the, the point being, we're on, we do the same amount of training and stuff like that, generally speaking. Yeah. And they've got a recovery rate, which is faster. Their muscles are springier. They've probably got more, you know, testosterone. Because yeah, in theory, what, yeah. That's Scientifically, what, that's, what that's probably about right, yeah. yeah. You're only a few years, you know, post-puberty, and they're in that age of, you know, massive boners and fucking flexing muscles. It's true. It's true. Like, you're, you're not wrong. You're you get not to wrong. your mid-30s and, like, you know, still got massive boners, don't get me wrong, but the muscles don't quite have that pop, pop anymore. I can't quite sprawl... You know, longevity like of, I find it's longevity it's, of strength. Yeah. yeah. Now imagine as a fighter, you've just been kicked and punched in the head for the previous 10 years fighting. Like, I haven't had that. And no, I, you're not wrong. You're I'm not wrong what you're saying. Yeah, but not but at all. It has to be, it has to be recognised that a 20-year-old up-and-coming fighter, you put them in a the ring with an, an aged vet, and the aged vet is using their, their age, their skills, their, their mind. Veterancy. Veterancy to win that fight. The um, it's the old thing, it's, isn't it? The other. But if they don't, they're going to get absolutely smashed up. In, fair, in fairness, one of the one of the good ways they do sort of hide. One of the things they hide behind with this sort of thing is a well-known term: passing the torch. Passing the torch. That is Addison Silver that, to um, Adesanya. Adesanya. Um, I didn't mind yeah. that fight. That was mint. That was, was awesome. It was never going to be. Anderson was wasn't going to win that fight. No, but it was always going to be a um, exhibition match. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want to. I don't mean no, that in a disrespectful you, you, way. No, but, no, but it was going to be. I never looked at that fight and thought um, Adesanya is going to go in there and, and blast kick the blast off. Yeah, Silver's kick this shit out like, of him. Yeah, he needs to retire. He has retired, hasn't he? he? Sort of. Sort of. He needs to retire as well. He passed the torch on. It was always going to be more of a kind of like karate match, let's say. Point scoring. Point match. scoring match. Yeah. Um, even though I wouldn't like to be in there. Oh, no, I, I wouldn't want to um, point score with either no, of them. Like, no, but that's... But it, it was never going to be the Rory McDonald. No, it wasn't going to be a, let's, let's take shots till one of us goes down. No. It was never going to be like that. No. that was a, it was a beautiful situation to watch. It was. It, it's a the way it played out was beautiful. It's a rarity. Very few it's fighters retire at the right time. I was about to say, yeah, there is very few who have... <sighs> who swallow the pride, retire at the right time, with the right moment, and go out on a high. Henry, Very Henry fucking few. Oh, he's he, perfect. Perfect But time. is he? That's but, the question. But is he? But is he? The fact is that he is now retired. He has made a shitload of cash. Yeah. And he doesn't need to fight for money. He's also went down in the books as yeah, one of the greatest. It's, it's the same for, for, for McGregor, again. And just for the record, I'm not actually a massive McGregor <laughs> you, fan. You are such an advocate. <laughs> I'm an advocate for what he's doing and what he's done. Not for throwing, you know, whatever it was through a bus and... Or punching old men in bars. Bar. And... 
And yeah, this year, I can't stand no, no, any of that. No, no. I don't think he's a true martial artist in that respect, but he does have the skills of a mixed martial artist in that he does boxing, he does jiu-jitsu, he does do a bit of wrestling, he does a bit of this. You know what I mean? Like, that's mixed martial artist, but does that make you the traditional sense of a martial artist? It doesn't have those... No, I know what you mean. Personal yeah, yeah. training. Um, when, when I can give you... A, a but he's retired. He's made a lot of money. See, this is it. Because he can. Right. Like, going back... Going on to the point Ronda Rousey did when not is need enough to fight enough in Amanda that? Nunes. Sorry, was that? Ronda Rousey did not need to fight Amanda Nunes. Fuck no. No. Why no, did no, she? No. It was almost like it took that long to arrange. It was almost uh, like she was driving. Do you not think no, it was a coaches? It, it was. was it was 100%. That uh, Tarverian. That did. Edgar Tarverian. Uh, Edgar? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Head movement. It was ridiculous. She didn't want to fight. But how much money would... I don't know if we're going to fight Nunes. It was the, clear what was going to happen. Do you not think... You, in fact, not do you think 100% it was her coaches getting in her head. When you, yeah, your coach yeah. is telling everyone you keep up with Olympic boxers. You can't. When... I'm not being funny. I watched her... I am no... When she couldn't I keep no, up with Holly yeah, Holm. this is it. Who's a very good boxer, but yeah, she's not a man Nunes level. Yeah, 100%. That was a... That I, was a... I, 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 felt sad, I felt sad watching that fight. I didn't feel sad watching Cyborg get beat by Nunes because I knew it was going to be competitive and it was, yeah. but it was not a competitive fight watching Ronda Rousey, Rousey get going in, in the, face. the amount of people who were like, "Oh my God, who's Amanda Nunes?" I was like, "You have no fucking clue what's no. coming. No. It's going to be a fucking murder." It was. No, it won't be. No, Ronda Rousey's going to fucking knock her out. I'm like, "Oh, you, yeah. you literally have been watching this sport for two weeks." Like, yeah. and I've got. Hey, I'll listen to any fan. Whether they've watched it for a day or a yeah. decade, I will listen to their yeah. opinion. Whether they agree, agree with it or not is different. Yeah. But that's about talking to the talking to people, not just going, you're wrong. You know, that toxic yeah. sort of elitism that exists. Yeah. Gatekeeping, it usually is. Yeah. People think, yeah. That, you know, you can't have an opinion because you've not watched MMA for as long as yeah. me. It's, uh, it's like, hey, well, actually, you fucking can. I've, um, I think I like I think I was in that stage for a long time when it peaked yeah. during the McGregor era. Well, like thing, I call it McGregor. I was very yeah. much in that like this is my sport. This is what yes, I watch. Yes. I put my hands up yeah. to it. I'll never ever shy away from it. I was that guy. And actually talking to the newer fans who've got into it due to that and since then. Mm-hmm. I'm not being funny but before I'll put my hands up to it now like before yeah. McGregor peaked this sport I couldn't go into work and talk to people about MMA. No. I couldn't you know, go and have a pint with my like a lot of like my mates and be like, and they're asking me, did you watch the fight of the night? That, that never no. used to happen. It furthers everyone's knowledge though, because it was McGregor who brought it to the forefront. You know, we kind of we had a little peak after the first kind of few years of UFC, and then you've got the likes of you know Liddell and yeah. Um, Shamrock even, as well, even Brock as well and around Brock, that time. Yeah, that um, was a big big. And, and then it, you kind of it simmered out, so to speak. It's kind of simmered out, and but then. Then, then you know, you got Conor McGregor came out and took it, you know, to the stratosphere. Yeah, he took it next level. He did. There's and he brought a lot, a lot of fans in. And the problem you have is you have these in any of these sort of smaller sports of people first like niche, niche, niche sports, niche, niche interest, niche interest. People think it's their interest. Hundred percent. And then when it goes large, everyone's like. Oh, you know, yeah. you're not an '80s kid unless you had a Sony Walkman. It's like I, get I didn't have a Sony Walkman, but I was definitely born in the fucking. I, I get called an MMA hipster, yeah, and like right. I, I think it's I think it's funny. Like right. I generally it, do. It, it's, but... it's called gatekeeping, and it's toxic, yeah. and it just oh, serves, 100%. It serves, serves nothing, and it makes you look like a complete no. Because the problem is, you've got people joining the sport late, 
who have suddenly got far more resources than you that they've watched more recently yeah. and learned about more recently and you've bloody forgotten about yeah, them you watched 14 years 100%. ago 100% no you're not wrong in your mum's bedroom this is actually it's like, it's far too accurate <laughs> it's true you know but, I remember um, I remember when I was a kid right my mum used to give uh, a woman called Julie a lift to uh, York University when she was trained to be a teacher right and in return for that uh, Julie used to give me horse riding lessons now the horse riding lessons was well we are learning something new every day <laughs> with you so, aren't we so the horse riding lessons were cool right I like riding horses it's good fun but what was cooler was Mark who was Julie who was Julie's boyfriend because he was into wrestling and he lent me a load of videos and I was watching the Hulk versus uh, sorry Hulk Hogan versus Hulk um, Warrior no, and Hulk Hogan versus, Man. who was that big fucker who used to wear the black string vest Andre the, four, Andre, the to Andre yeah. the Giant. Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant. Raging Cage. And we used to sit in this, because they had a little caravan thing. We used to sit in this caravan with this old, like, um, Alba TV from, from Argos and a, a video player that would barely Built work. into it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And, Fucking and, hell, that's, and, yeah. And we used to, put, he used to put these videos on it. And he used to get a friend who used to record it because his friend had Sky. And he used to be able to record it onto the VHS. And we used to watch all these, like, this is before, like, Monday Night Raw. This is, like, I was it WWF? I think it was, it was uh, superstars. I believe. Whatever it was. It was I'm, I am. I mirror the same thing as this. Like yeah. I used to get given VHSs that. Yeah. My mum and dad. I wasn't given. I wasn't allowed to hold the video VHSs. I was only allowed to go to his caravan to watch it. There was nothing going on in that caravan. We just. No, no, I didn't. I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to bring that up. I wasn't being. I didn't want to. I didn't want to go down that. Like that. Agreed. It was. It was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, but um, there is. It's the same with the. That was yeah. very much the same as how it is now with them, with that elitism. I've never heard of being called gatekeeping. Like it's I, not gatekeeping. It goes that's, on in that's lots a good, of It's a good description, yeah. yeah. It's like people saying you can't come in to my group yeah. unless you've got X, Y, and Z. And it, and it doesn't help. Well, it, took me, it took me years to get over that mentality. Yeah. Like there was, I used, get, I used to get them? so wound up by people who barely watched it yeah. telling me I was wrong for my predictions. Yeah. I used to... I'd, I'd literally have that attitude of like, what the fuck do you know? I grew up watching Chuck Liddell. I grew, I watched UFC. Like you said, I watched VHS UFCs. You weren't there. You weren't there at the start. Like it don't matter. You know what I mean? You hear now. Like, like hear thank, now, thank God I'm having a conversation. Yeah. That was yeah. Yeah, it took me it took me a few years to get over that mentality. It really yeah. did. Like I, I love talking about you know MMA and, and, and BJJ and wrestling stuff like that. And like this is why I, I bring notes because like I'm I'm fully aware. I'm I encourage sure, anyone I'm, to. I'm not even sure when that fight was between Rory and um, and um, Ron Donaldson. Twenty, I want to say 2015. I think it was somewhere. Well, that's basically since when I've been a, a fan since July, July 2015. Like I think about it was five years ago. So that sounds about right. And like, I I have to take notes because I, I you'd have to, to absorb all the information to have like a, a def- definitive knowledge on it. You, you, you spend hours every single day. So I'm a fairly casual fan of it. I do watch every single UFC event. Yeah. And I enjoy watching them live. I watch them on my phone in bed sometimes. I'll watch them on my, my PC. Yeah, you, um, yeah, you make the effort and keep I up with it. I make the effort yeah, and yeah, keep yeah. watching it. I regularly forget who the fighters are because for me, like, some people people like look at it like a, a card and go, oh, it's a shit card. I'm not going to watch that because it's just a fight night. I get annoyed like, by that. I I'm do like, get annoyed. I'm like, no. It's like, like what, what some of the best ones. For? If you want to watch... To see, you know, Iggy walk out and do some dance moves, you could go and watch that on, on the WWE. But if you're watching because you want to see two fighters having a good fight, 
Then, I, then watch all the fights because you'll see that. There was that card about I, a month ago, Fight Night card, and everyone's typed it off. And it started with three finishes in the, on the undercard. Yeah, it was. Um, it oh, was Oh, I'm not gonna remember the card. No, I can't remember. There's, there's been that. Ago, there's right? honestly been that many. Like, of them. There are so many good fights on the undercards. Yes, yeah. and I I watch them and it's like, and yet how many main events have we watched and it's just been a disappointment. Yeah, I, I, how many welterweight I watch fights early, have we watched and just literally fallen asleep by the third? Like I pay for Fight Pass every month. I yes, do. Same. I invest. I think yeah. it's a good investment. I love Sports and, and Fight Pass. Exactly the same. The only only because I want to watch the MMA and UFC. Totally the same. I um, listen to Chelsea on it. Yeah, I will watch it literally. I'll watch the early, if I'm watching yeah. it live, or even if I've got work the next morning or something, yeah. I'll watch at least the prelims, I'll go to work the next day, turn my phone off so I don't get any results, yeah. then come home on the night, finish the card, or the next morning, if I'm not in work till the afternoon, I'll watch it, smash it out in the morning. Yeah. I always, but I'm the same as you, I like, I get excited when I see two guys who I've never seen fight before, because yeah. I don't know what the fuck to predict, yeah. I don't know what's happening, I'll take it as hey, whatever it's, it is. It's, it's a bit like, you know... It doesn't annoy me, but I find it really strange when people go, oh, he's shit, or something like that. <laughs> they do for, like, footballers in the Premier League, or, you know, I don't, I don't really follow football, but, oh, Man United are shit this year. And it's like, what, because they're, they're not winning the, the league, they're suddenly shit. Or because a fighter's lost in the UFC, he's suddenly shit. And it's like, that fighter in the UFC could easily come to the UK and be number two or number one. It's, 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 it's like, it's like what, what we're trying to... What's your point here? You're saying somebody's shit it's, who is in the top 10, 15, 20, 30 in the world. You get a lot of people what? on... Um, link, linking this back to the retirement thing, you get a lot of people online. Oh, yeah. No, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's going to link in. Um, like what you say there about people yeah. saying their shit, their shit. Like we're talking here about athletes and fighters yeah. who have had a rough fucking... Beyond rough patch, yeah. shall we say. Yeah. But you get people who... Call it a fall from grace. Yes, a fall from grace. Because I'm only talking about the fighters that have yeah. achieved. Yeah, yeah, the top guys. Yeah, because yeah. the ones who haven't made that achievement and are on a skid in the UFC, I would suggest go I remember to Bellator, go to 1FC, yeah. because you need to make your career. Yeah. Go, and, and go make your money, get some yeah. decently um, balanced fights. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do what you need to do. But it's the ones who have made the money and yeah. have achieved. Well, it's uh, like... Um, I, I feel like, kind of, especially things like Aldo, like, You've got nothing to nothing prove, to prove yeah. and everything to lose. The important thing being, you've got your health to lose. Well, this is it. Like, I think what we're talking about is a very dramatic fall, a dramatic yeah. loss of uh, streak of losses, etc. Yeah. But you do get a lot of fans online who you see a fighter lose, like Gaslam. Like, <laughs> he's on a three fight losing streak against the three yeah. best guys. Arguably, the three best guys in that division right yeah. now. Yeah, and I've seen online. Ah, he needs to call it a day. Uh, and I'm like, the guy lost two decisions to yeah. tilt and Adesanya, then got caught yeah. in a heel hook, which I'm not being funny, can happen to fucking anyone. And so, yeah, but you exactly. see, oh, he needs to retire, he needs to call it a day. Yes. And I'm like, who the fuck? Shut the fuck up. Like, Do you think Kelvin Gastelum can actually retire from martial arts and not have to work? No, no chance. He's, and bear in mind, he's what, top five? He's yeah. probably ranked about six Somewhere now, there. isn't he? About yeah. six or seven. I but mean, I'm sure he's, he's a top five gym or whatever. Yeah. But like, it's Jose Aldo versus it's a completely different game. You know, the, the guy's worth Aldo's literally worth millions. Should be, yeah, yeah. A, a quick search shows him anywhere from eight to ten million. Really? And I mean, like, even if you were saying that was 
and you know, if he only earned half of that, you're still talking about a guy with a few million. He's, he's a god in Brazil. But like he's you say about pride, goes, though, like, there's the problem. Pride is the problem. Like, what's that? Was it pride comes before a fall? I'm not sure what that means. Something like that, yeah. Regardless, he's lost three in no, a row he, to top top quality. Yeah. He's had the hardest. There's no shame. He's he's actually won. He's he's that guy who's had the hardest workload in yeah. MMA. Like I'm not, I can't think of anyone who's had a harder run of people he's had to fight than him in the last uh, fifteen years. Being champion of WEC right through UFC. Yeah. I don't think there's many people. There's a few lads who've had a hard, hard there's fucking work. I think of man. another guy. I think of his idea. Like he has had a fucking hell of a fucking. They they've threw every fucker at he's him. He's the one who should probably have a think about what he's doing next because he's getting on as well now. He's another crossroads. Yeah. But going off like there's a lot of fighters who have. I wish he'd fought Connor though. Yeah. I think that would have been. A good Give fight. me a minute. We'll come back to that. Okay. We will come back to that. <laughs> Mentioned fucking uh, Connor again. I know. Um, but um, I think well, I'd, I, was I'd, asked, I was asked to mention Fedor as many times as I could, and I thought, you who, know, who what? asked you to do that? I'm not going to disclose that person's name. <laughs> but the reality is, I'll do no, what, I know it fucking for was. That person wanted to mention Fedor all the time. I'll do what I want. I'll mention <laughs> yeah, Connor instead. But uh, yeah, I know I'll mention fucking Fedor. I know exactly who it was. Yeah. Well, yeah. But hey, I, I'm. Been very very nice about Fedor today. I find. Yeah, I think Fedor. I don't dislike him, but he's another. What we said, Ardia. Is that Sorry for the. He's um. I think there's a lot of fighters who have turned their careers around after losing streaks and such like. There are a lot who've came back and you know made another go of it and such like. Matt Brown's a big one for me. He was on like a three or four fight losing streak in the UFC and then went on a seven fight tear. While he was about thirty odd year old as well, he wasn't at the start. Mm. But Matt then Brown again, just a roar as he came into the ring, didn't he? Oh, animal! It was. It was. Such it's a Matt Brown thing, though, isn't it? He'd come into the ring and he'd just roar and be like a fucking bear that just stuck his head through your um, box. Guy with black goatee or beard, black beard, proper. Looks like he's got. Is, pure, he, is he a middleweight or a welterweight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm sure it's Matt Brown. Hard as a coffin nail. I, I can. I can. Yeah, I can. Just remember seeing seeing a fight. So I was just like, man. "Holy fuck!" But he was a guy who um he was a guy who turned his turned his career around. He's got health problems, though, hasn't he? He's got some sort of stomach problem, but um he's oh, also he's also that, he's also a guy he's also a guy who's slowed down dramatically in his last couple of fights, and okay. he just got slapped by a prospect the other the other month. But Fedor, I think Fedor needs to call it a day. To be honest, like he, talked, he has called it a day now, hasn't he? Has he actually retired? Was it not last summer or was it? Uh, no, sorry, that was Frank Shamrock who finally retired last summer. Fucking Frank Shamrock. Yeah, four with four wins, twelve losses in his last sixteen. Yeah, I Jesus. think. Um, sorry, Ken Shamrock. Ken, Ken Shamrock needs. Yeah, that guy just kept going. Fedor is Fedor retired? I thought I would have wrote it down if he was. I'm not sure if Fedor's retired. I Thirty-nine think, and six. Because he was. Um, he just re- not recently. Was it last year? He beat Rampage. Knocked yes. Rampage out. But like Rampage Jackson as well. Fucking like, hell, I'm bringing them all on here. It's like, it's like, I don't know. It's like almost veteran MMA at this point. It's Bellator is. Bellator yeah. is, is definitely, and they're putting on the, they're putting on the, let's watch the guys from 15 years ago. Does anyone really it. want to watch Charles Sonnen fight? Did anyone want to watch Charles Sonnen fight? He didn't need the money. I, I like Charles. I love him, in fact. I love 
watching his underground submission underground at the moment where he's not there it's just him in his armchair bad boying and he's talking stories in between and then he misses some it's brilliant his stories are amazing the guy the guy is the voice of mma for me he really is like Ooh. he's the voice of mma in this modern era like when you watch his youtube videos Ooh, i'm not sure I I, I honestly can't think of anyone else. Obviously, you've got the Rogans and all that, but uh, when it comes down to the modern Rogan, voice... Rogan's not the voice of MMA because he's never been an MMA fighter. But Sonnen is, for me, Sonnen's opinions and his insights onto things, I think he is Okay, I, I think that. he is the voice of MMA, like for modern MMA, I really do. I like his shit-talking as well. Oh, it's amazing. The way... The, Absolutely. If you, if you go to YouTube and go, Sonnen versus... Ortiz. Oh, Jesus off. Christ. It is like 20 classy minutes. Tito. We're, classy. Be, we're being classy, Tito. You're calling classy, Tito, as he's just called his ex-wife a hooker. It was <laughs> just like, it's just brilliant. He, and, and the best thing about is those interactions is Tito is just like, he's got nothing. He's, he's got fucking nothing. from side to side and his eyebrows are like getting closer and closer together. And it, it's like someone's just asked him What's the square root or something? Square root of 50,000. Do you know, it's something really complex. And it's like, if you've just been asked your name, Tito, just, oh. Yeah. It's fucking brilliant. I really want to watch Charles Sonnen on YouTube. It's brilliant. But yeah. But I, 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 fanboy now, I See, I quite, enjoy, I quite enjoyed Sonnen's little running Bellator. Like, okay. I quite enjoyed it. But, but at the you, same you time... You enjoyed it like you, you were putting on a VHS from the 90s and watching... Oh, it complete nostalgia. Time. Complete it nostalgic. Yeah. It was a little... Do we need to see if it's not nostalgia? That's the problem. You're watching it from a from a, a fan point of view. We all want to see Aldo fight for the next ten years. Yeah, from a fight point yeah, of view, yeah, yeah. We all want to see Sonnen. We want to see the Fadels. We want to see yeah. the GSP. Is it moral, morally acceptable? Is it, is, good the for the, is it good for the fighters? Yeah, I see your point. Honestly, it's a real hard one. It honestly is a hard one, and yeah. it's all situational. It's all a personal it's choice. Situational, and it situational is the best way to describe it because yeah. it depends. If you're in a four-fight... Do you need the money on that? If you're in a four-fight losing streak as well, if yeah. you've lost four split decisions, should you be retiring? Should you keep going? Whatever. You know, should what you maybe then go, you know what, I've been bettered four times. Yeah. You know, maybe I do go... Like, you had it bang on. Like, maybe I should go one championship. Maybe yeah. I should go Bellator and try some free agency and just try and fight guys on a balanced level. Yeah. You know, some of similar skills. rising and pump yourself full of steroids. That's the other option, yeah. You know. Yeah. Which is just as entertaining, but providing everyone's all pumped. Uh, one's, one's no better, I'd say. One championship. One championship better. Oh, I don't think they're any better. Like, judging from... I'm not being funny, but you look at the... Hey, this is me pointing fingers, and I apologise for not having the evidence to go with this. <laughs> Fine. However, however, when <laughs> right. you see uh, one championship's bantamweight through till lightweight and know. they are built like fucking middleweight it starts to make me go a little yeah, bit like right. fucking hell he's, he's jacked why don't why doesn't petrian why isn't petrian built like that that's odd there's something in that pacific tuna we don't know about. yeah they're having that bloody yeah, yeah. Me- mexican supplements for everybody you hey don't get me wrong like I've, none of them really have been popped there's, there's on a fighter tweeted today that they had been training in russia and training in I think they said Asia for the last six months and not being tested. Oh, it was uh, Katsu, Katsu, it's um, Tiago yeah. Santos's fiance. Okay. Katakuma, Katakuma. I'm not going to remember. And then they got to the, not being tested once by USADA and got yeah. to the US yeah. and have been tested literally on Netflix. Hmm. Yaz Island, anyone? 
strange, isn't it? It's yeah. All very fair. It is strange. That's why Fadal's a goat, by the way. Because you didn't ask that question earlier, so I'm answering it now. Do you reckon? Do you reckon but yeah. I think we've I think we've hit I think we've came yeah. to a common ground on retirement is yeah. when is enough enough? What it depends on the situation. Would that be a good way to round it I off? I think we have. And I think like there's a lot of stuff that I've, I've, I've totally agreed with you on. I think you've not been wrong in what you've been saying at all. Like I think it's yeah. bang on. But I think it is I think it's important whether the fighter retires or not, that when they go on these skids and they're at a certain point in their career, that a discussion is had. Yeah. And not for the fans' benefit, because Fans don't matter. Fans are bloodthirsty little... Fans are bloodthirsty. Little jackals. And want to see their favourite fighter found forever. What's that old saying from Rome? The mob wants blood, is it? I don't know. Something like that. that. The mob, that was what you'd call the people watching the gladiator fights. Yeah, exactly. It's right. But fighter safety has to come come first and always should. And they need to be responsible about their own actions. And, I mean, these are fighters, you know, some of them, you know, you... Growing up fighting, living fighting, you think you're going to do it forever until you wake up one day and find you've had nearly a thousand headshots yeah. in the last however many years. And the fans hear that and they're like, oh shit. Yeah. Go put your head in a washing machine with a brick in it for an hour and you're probably somewhere close to that number. I think, um, like, not to, not to spark the conversation, but I've just thought of another guy I was meant to mention earlier, Rashad Evans. He right. went from the peak of two or five champion right, yeah. to just getting chipped away at by, like, well, put it this way, he dropped out of middleweight and got beat by, yeah. no disrespect to these names I'm about to no. say, but uh, Sam no. Alvey, Daniel Kelly, Smiling Sam Alvey. two guys who were mid-tier prelim yeah. fighters a lot of their career. I think. I, think I love Sam Alvey, by the way. I, like, I think Donald Cerrone should retire. <sighs> That's I don't a know, hard one as well. He's not going to, no. but we don't want to see him go, is he not on a three-fight losing streak? Yeah, I'll knock out. Uh, Ferguson right. TKO'd him. Gaethje knocked him out. Conor knocked him out. Right. And even before, even before then, he, he's been a bit like win loss, win loss. Too get too tough for his own good. He's too too game for his own good. good. And you got to give them respect for that. But they also a conversation. I hope a conversation is happening behind doors. Not to say you need to retire, but you know, Donald, you've got all this bloody money. You've got your beautiful ranch, beautiful family, your training facilities. You take the kids up there in the summer. All the kids go to this camp from yeah, summer. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what, what's your reasoning for fighting right now? Because you're aware you're a long way off a title shot at the moment. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I my, 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 it's a hard moment to run. Very, very odd analogy here, but my son, my eldest son, about four years ago, uh, started to do some gymnastics. He was nine or ten at the time. And he was enjoying it. Um. And like he had this idea in his head that he was going to be you know, a gymnast when he got older. And um, me and his mum are together, right? And I broke the devastating news to him that I was like, Kenzie, you need to understand, you're not going to be a British gymnast. You're not going to make a career out of gymnastics. And I broke it down to him, bluntly as that. But I also pointed out to him that there is nothing stopping you from doing gymnastics and enjoying it. But you have to understand that to be at the level of gymnastics you need to be to make a career out of it, these girls and boys are starting from child age. They're already winning national championships at your age. And right, he, Ken's not winning national championships. He's just doing some gymnastics and he's learned to do some Freddie Polis, some, some handstands and things like that. Like that. Yeah, he's yeah. getting great enjoyment out of it. And it's not dashing somebody's dream 
by telling them a little bit of home truths. It's keeping them real to the fact yeah. that you're going to put far too much emphasis on this and miss the bigger picture. And it's a little bit like the fighters I see in that when you get to the point like Donald Cerrone is at, it's like, Donald, you're not going to win the championship anymore. You need to accept that that's gone and everything you're doing from here is excluding... He could retire tomorrow on an absolute high. Like, win or lose. He could have one more fight, win or lose, and the records he's set, the records he's set, no one's taken them. No, he's a legend. There's nobody in the fight again that doesn't like Donald Cerrone. There's not a fan no. that doesn't like it. I've never met anyone who's like, Cerrone, what a dick. No, the guy's a going. fucking legend. But fight yeah. anyone, fight anytime. Like, yeah. you couldn't ask for his style. Great jiu-jitsu, great kickboxer. You don't need he's anything. Rapper, that's what you like him. But you yeah. looked at me like I was a terrible dad when I said I dashed. No, no, I was just so, I was more intrigued where you were going with it, but no, I don't right. I don't think... Like, I've got kids. Yeah. I've got kids, right. And, you know what I mean? I'm a heartbreaker, mate. Like, I think, but I, I, I was sort of just taking it in and thinking yeah. about what you were saying. I didn't yeah. mean to, like, give you the, like, like oh I'm calling God, child services. <laughs> Not like, nothing like that, yeah. I promise you. But I was thinking, like, when you explained it there about being real, like, I was like, yeah, like, this is the thing, like... I'm real with myself. I'm never going to be a Jiu-Jitsu World Champion. Might I win a medal at a local event sometime? I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. But I'm not kidding myself. Like, for me to even achieve um, you know, that medal is going to take a lot of doing and I think I could probably do it. Um, but I'm not going to be, I'm not going to say that I'm not ever going to be a, a world or a European champion because that's not, I, I, the lifestyle I have, the dedication I have to the sport, to being that, isn't there. Yeah. I've not grown up with it. And if you look, and, and it's proven by, if you, all you have to do is look at champions, look at the people who are making their lives in in, in gymnastics, in MMA. And they've got thousands and thousands of hours on me and they're doing it every single day. It's um, What it, do you expect? Me and Marv had a very similar conversation when he was on about uh, the likes of the regional circuit. Yeah. Where you get, you hear about, see plenty of reports and articles on young fighters coming up and, you know, they'll go on the regional circuit, they'll go 5-0. Yeah. You know what I mean? Against yeah. similar competition. And, you know, they're doing it for a bit of cash, a bit of fun, and yeah. enjoying it. And, you know, then once they jump up into regional titles and then they might be 9-1 and one mm. on the regional circuit in their areas or wherever, then Cage Warriors calls them up. And yeah. they go, oh, my God, Cage Warriors, yeah. yeah. Oh, fight for Cage Warriors. Yeah. But these guys are training, what, three times a week, four times a week on a night time for a couple of hours doing a bit of kickboxing yeah. and jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Then they go into Cage Warriors and go against some Brazilian guy who's done jiu-jitsu since he could walk, Thai boxing since he was 10. And this guy's trying to make a career and a life for himself, and you're doing it, see what you can do in it, and you get crumbled. You know what I mean? It's a real... You've got to be realistic. I agree with that. You have to always be realistic about things. And I'm not breaking Kenzie's heart. I mean, he he was a little bit upset about it, but he gets it now because, you know, and here we are... You know, I encourage things that people can really see. You feel like do. you've done the lad a, a favour in the long run. Um, yeah, but also he still enjoys gymnastics. Like, you see so many things. My, 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 my partner um, is a musician, as I told you, and she's also an artist. Yeah. Um, I, I show some stuff afterwards. And she really, really enjoys it. But she finds when she's doing a large painting, there comes a point during that that she's doing it every night that she kind of gets a little bit stuck, a little bit sick of doing the same thing. 
Yeah. And yeah, you can imagine. I can see that. The, the difference between her and a professional painter is a professional painter has that something else going on inside their brain, which means they don't get to that point and they're able to do it for 8, 10, 12 hours a day as their job every single day. And it's the difference between a hobby and passion versus something you can do full time. Yeah. Yeah, but, I agree with you. I'll see your point. I can yeah. do jiu-jitsu every single day for two or three sessions a day. I do it twice a week, every single week. And I think I could do three times a week, every single week. But there comes a point where I get sick of it. And it's the same for um, Mackenzie, my eldest Mackenzie, and his, and his gymnastics. To get to the level he wanted to get at, what he was thinking of being at, he would have to do it far more than he would enjoy doing it. I believe I believe there's some statistic I've read. Don't hold me. This might be complete rubbish. I'm like, going to hold you to statistic. Just do it. There. But I don't think it's far <laughs> wrong. I think it's pretty accurate. Where I believe I, I read an article on a similar thing. I've been it was an article about like how to be the best and all that. And apparently, like everyone in the world who's the best at something trains that said thing for four hours a day. That's apparently the going rate to be okay. the best in the world at anything. Which, when you think about it, you think it's only four hours. You try fitting that in around a job, a career, and yeah. your relationship. It's yeah. fucking impossible, my own. Yeah. And it's also like with the fighting thing. Like I think a lot of it's also like a, it's 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 crazy. also be something you enjoy. Yeah. For four hours You've a day. Gotta love it. And not enjoy it for just half an hour, an hour a day. I enjoy playing video games, right? I can play Hearthstone for a, an hour, a couple of hours sometimes a day. I can't play any more than that, which is why I don't, you know, I'm not top ranked or anything like yeah. that. I can't do it. I can't. I get bored. I get frustrated. I don't want to do that. No, if no, I force I myself anything. to do that, would I get better? Yes, but I'm, you, that's the difference. You have to enjoy the thing you're doing yeah. to get to the top level and also then put the effort in as well. Yeah, and it's a bonus if you get some out of that. But yeah. the reality is high-end success does not come easy. Nothing no. worth having comes easy no. in any sense with no. anything, whether it's um, you know, whether it's success in your job, promotions, jiu-jitsu. Mm. Like, you get what you put into it, but at the same time, it. there's yeah. still a reality level of reality to go yeah. with that. Yeah. That's a really it's an interesting one. No, it's it's a really interesting point about your son. Really interesting. Mm. And yeah, I think it's you for judge me for that. And no, like, no, no. I'm like, you've, you know, I we, think you've got to be real. You've got to have kids. reality. You've got to be yeah. rea- real with them, especially in this modern era where everything you see on social media is fake as fuck. Anyway, yeah, I don't think I don't. I, by no means do I did I hear that and go yeah. like fucking hell. <laughs> no. Just a, and a crusher yeah, of and children, like children, right? And their kids play Fortnite and their kids are winning some games yeah. of Fortnite and they think they're gonna be pro Fortnite gamers. And it's like they're not. You've yeah. seen one you've seen the Fortnite World Championships and the kid winning two million dollars and you think that your son's winning some games on an evening that they're suddenly gonna jump in and be at that level. They're yeah. not. Stop telling your kids they're gonna be professional gamers. It's they're just not. One in a hundred one in a million maybe. How many people play video games? Exactly. Yeah, I know. Listen, I could I could sit for a week and play Fortnite and beat a load of shitters at Fortnite. You put me in a pool of people who are doing this every single day for hours on end. And you're a feeder. You're a feeder. You're a feeder fight for the money, really. Yeah. You are. You are. The idea behind we explain this is we tried to explain this to a mum how professional gamers work, right? And we're like, listen, there, there comes a point in the game where it wants you to feel like you're winning, and so the MMR behind it 
will feed you into teams where you're either in the bottom set, the middle set, or the top set. If you're winning games, you'll go into the top set. You'll be in that top third of the MMR. MMR is like a hidden rating behind each game. If you win that, eventually you'll get to a point where they put you in the middle set because the competition, your MMRs are the same. If you're constantly losing, they'll knock you down into different pools. It's a hidden ranking system behind all competitive games. You which just, means you've just ruined video games for me in one sitting. It's true though. It means that you'll always be going up and down a little bit. You'll find your win oh. alone, then you'll lose a load because they're moving you up and down and they're trying to get you in a pool of people that you have a good chance of beating, but they also have a good chance of beating you. And occasionally, so when you peak in that pool, when you have a few good games, when you play a bit better, you'll win those games. But when you lose those games, you, you won't lose horrendously. If you were to be put in a pool of gamers who are pro gamers, you're going to get absolutely shitted on. It's interesting. And you would have it's played very the interesting, game. That it's way. all designed Fucking to hell. keep people playing the game. And so you get these kids who win a load of Rocket League games or whatever, and then, then they think the mums are going to be like, oh, mum, I've won this, I've won a FIFA, whatever it is. And it's, the mums don't understand how the MMR, hidden MMR rating works. And uh, yeah. You, I never knew about that, to be honest. Long story short, your kids are not going to be pro gamers. <laughs> don't give up sports. Don't give up school to think you're going to play Fortnite and win $2 million. It's right. You're not. It's right. Like, it's a, it's a weird one. Parenting with Ash, be real. Honestly, I've loved your rant today. I've just seen that we've just what done we've done two hours. All right. We so we'll maybe uh, we'll round it off there. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah, had yeah. um <laughs> I've honestly thank you so much for coming on. Mm-hmm. I mean it like it's been a great conversation. It. It's great input, like I've really enjoyed it. Like it's been absolutely bang on. I got free Red Bull as well. Yeah. So no, no, on. don't mention the brand, they're not paying us. So we don't really I got free um expensive energy drink. <laughs> expensive energy drink in a blue and silver can. Yeah, man. I'll look after my guests. Bottles of water, energy drinks on demand, tea, coffee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks very much for coming on, mate. I don't want you to um, have to edit the video. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, thanks for coming on. I mean it, Thank man. You very like, much. Honestly. I enjoyed being here. Whenever, I'm whenever I'm you want to come back on, give me a shout. I'd love to get you and um, your uh, Roger Rollers rival on together oh, and see man. if we. <laughs> I'd, probably, I'd probably need to take the same amount of headshots as Max Holloway's taken to have to dumb down the conversation to fit in with him I think it would be great I think it would be Sorry, great Marv, I love you but yeah uh, <laughs> yeah guys thanks everyone so much for listening as always uh, thanks to JMA Radio for the platform thanks to Mr Ash Golden for coming around and talking some absolute madness it's been brilliant Mr Ash Golden Mr Ash Golden nice. I'm polite Nice. I'm not as bad as I look as they say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. I've had a blast as always. Um, yeah, keep an eye on the Facebook page. Uh, I've got a couple of guests coming in the next couple of weeks if I can get it organised. Yeah, uh, take care of yourselves, look after each other, stay safe, and I'll see you next week. Thanks very much.